Hello, what's going on? Rich Ryan here. This is Race Brain Podcast. Today we have a stacked show for you. We start a little bit of high rocks, high rocks talk. I uh, didn't really want to go down that road too much. We've spent about 20 minutes talking about high rocks, and then we really get into the weeds about our all-time lists that we've created for the women and the men of OCR. So we expanded a little bit. We debated quite a bit now that this year has been wrapped up. It was a great way to kind of preview what, what had just happened and what, what it means in terms of the grand scope of obstacle course racing just this previous year in 2022. So make sure you dial in, stay locked into what's going on Race Dream Podcast. Next week, we have the OCR Awards, a.k.a. the Okras, so we're going to do that live show. Be on the lookout for a link if you want to be part of that. So should be a fun time. But this week, going to the weeds, talk about the historical sense. Jack was at his all-time best, firing off hilarious jokes. You're going to love it. Here we go. Bring on the boys. Squad, this is a very special episode because it's an episode before the most special episode, which is the Okras. How are we all feeling? Bracken, you seem excited. I love penultimate anythings. Penultimate step in the triple jump. Penultimate okra episode. <laughs> scores of other penultimate items. Give me anything penultimate. The penultimate on like HBO shows, always the best episode. Always. Hands always. down. Mm. It's nice of Lisa to lend you her sweater Brack. today. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Bracken's penultimate outfit is killing it. We have, this is the ultimate outfit, and we got family Christmas jammies this year, and I'm breaking them in. I've been lifting in the pants this week. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean. Are you wearing pants? <laughs> you know Bracken sometimes records with us without pants on? I mean, it's been done before. Bracken will record pantsless. Yeah, not because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why. It's because... If 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 we're getting done, if we're starting up right as I ran long on a workout and like the shower didn't take or the shower didn't even occur and I'm just too warm and it's usually in summer when it gets hot as blazes in here. So I'll just be in in some sort of boxer brief or something if you're lucky, a boxer brief and then I'll throw a top on usually sleeveless. It's not just because I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to be pant free. How much in the holiday spirit is it? Is it just. Uh, byproduct of having young children in the house, or are you uh, a holidays kind of guy? I'm a Scrooge by nature. Lisa oh. loves holidays, and the Christmas is by far her favorite. We get our tree before Thanksgiving, uh, just just to get her her spirits flying. So, I mean, if it wasn't for her, I don't even think our kids would know about Christmas. I wouldn't tell them about it. Listen, I live right next to a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> I could I could see it from my roof. I drive by that thing every day and say, I can't be bothered. I just put up the same old <laughs> shitty fake Christmas tree every year, year after year after year. That's where I'm at. My holidays are Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whenever the race schedule gets released. Those are my holidays. <laughs> I don't need this Hallmark nonsense. What's the best standard day? Taco Tuesday. I'll go with Halloween as number one. What was the question? The best what? Like standard holiday, not just standard holiday. You know, You're the a big Halloween guy. <laughs> yeah. Like you just enjoy dressing Orange. up, 
Any chance Jack can be to be somebody other than himself? <laughs> it's just wow. his upon it. I'm feeling a little bit crusty Unreal. today, Jack. <laughs> yeah, you're, they're flying around today. There's everyone's <laughs> catching strays. From Kirk's cranky. Kirk. He had a cold, wet, windy run. He's a little Damn. frozen in some delicate areas. It's true. He's going to get a lot of flack. Yeah. Winter Storm Diaz out there. I was even going to compliment Kirk, but that's not happening anymore. What were you going to say if you were to say it? Don't tell him, Jack. Uh, I'll, Save it for the Oak. to find out when you're nice to me. Yep. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll switch my script. Don't. No, you're Don't. Good. I like this version. No. I like this version of you. Okay. <laughs> Holding it right above your head. So, yeah. So we were going to talk about some high rocks situations. I went through and I got all the scores for for fantasy right now. Good. It, it's looking it's looking bad for Jack. Hunter didn't race. That's else. the only reason why. Neither has uh, Sarah Colty. You have two. No, you have two it's no scores. Very surprising. Yep. Did you guys see that Frankfurt course? Mm-mm. Yeah, everyone just ran like fifty eight or fifty nine just by showing up. Tiago Lusa ran sixty one minutes oh, a weekend like two weekends ago in uh oh yeah yeah i saw this and then and then he run where, where was it in um it doesn't really matter and then he runs 57 54 madrid good call jack yeah he ran 61 minutes in madrid and yeah you can certainly blow up in these races but then to run a 57 something and then two other guys were 58 who've been hovering right around 60 flat as well and then you go and see kent and i just get demolished by a high rocks course running like 61 62s uh so it's a little bit of a bummer when you see and a Ryland. course like that and round mm. if Ryland. you went to taking a nap a couple times in the middle of your burpee broad jumps i think you would have broke 60 i needed to sleep i was at that point orlando flashbacks watching this rich <laughs> i was <laughs> i was not good we've got world champ rich and we've got philly hooder at rich and philly hooder at came out again do you this this reminds me of a version of you rich and i don't know if many people saw this of you but the uh the classic uh lindsey webster spear throw gate in big bear where you had handed her the spear was in this race and i think you were already decided you were having a bad one and so you were like running up the mountain and then you would completely just stop and stand there for like two seconds and then continue on. And then you'd run up until you were like, I had enough. And you just stop. You remember this? <laughs> I was you taking str- strategic breaks on that incline. You're, so. you're the only person I've ever seen do like a fartlek session in the middle of a race. It wasn't, you know, I see cut it a couple dozen or a handful of times. It reminded me of like the high rocks version of that. High rocks is hard race, man. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. We went, uh, I think we all went a little bit too hard too early and just weren't ready for uh, the demands of what comes later in that race. So we all just got our butt kicked. And I, I crossed the line and was like, man, that course had to be slow. Cause I'm expecting, cause I saw earlier there was like 57s and there's been 58s all over the, all over the world this year. And I thought, you know, at least someone would be under 60, maybe two to three people under 60, but I don't know if it was slow. <laughs> it may have been, well, it was, it was proper. It was slow comparatively to of course, like Frankfurt, or there was a couple other ones that were like, uh, I think Hamburg was fast. I think uh, like there's been a couple of fast courses this year. I, Chicago may have been a little bit fast comparatively to other things, but uh, I think the course, I think we just got killed by the race. The, the fact that you, Rylan and Ryan Kent were in the same race and none of you really created a major, major, I mean, Kent obviously towards the end had, had a bit, a little bit of a gap, but it's, 
not like you guys weren't pushing each other. Like this hundred percent course base, the reason why you guys didn't run run fast. I'm sure you weren't as 70%. you know in high rock. Not a hundred percent. Did you if you've watched it? Okay, I, I finished right. and I was like, yeah, I, I know, 100%. I know. And then I watched it. I was like, not a hundred percent. There are two things that popped out. Everyone who did not train for fall OCR came out and popped a high rocks and PR'd big time. Every person who trained for fall OCR got smashed by their first high rocks. And I think it's a hundred percent across the board. I haven't found an exception to that. So I think that's part of it. Everyone's on the tail end of a big build, a big grind and hard weekend or weekends of racing. Whereas Dylan just said, I'm prepping for high rocks and a bunch of the Europeans and they all did that and they mm. all PR'd. And we saw it with, uh, with some of the women as well. Uh, the second thing is that every race I watched up till this year in high rocks made me never want to do one because you see all these people that, you know, are monsters looking broken and miserable. And every race I watched this year made me think I can't wait to do a high rocks. It's just gotten easier. And LA was right back to don't ever do a high rocks. <laughs> well, no one in that race had been particularly training for the race. Uh, Colin Stiefer, who was fourth, he has, he ran 61 something in Chicago. He's a pretty high level CrossFitter. He's coming in. He's doing well. Mark, Mark, Howe, he was, uh, you know, this is his thing. So he had a pretty decent race as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ryland, he, he had the best race of the weekend, right? I think he did. 63, yeah. he matches other time. And like he ran as like a 69 yeah. guy last year. And then Ryland hasn't been preparing for it. And Kent and I have been preparing for DECA, which I was thinking it's similar. But deep down, I knew that mm. it is not similar. One way street. I was, I was a little hopeful. And there hopeful, are two events. In my mind, you cannot jump into without specific prep. And that's an ultra and a high rocks. And this weekend just cemented that. You, Rylan, and Kent are in such monster general shape and specific to hybrid. And it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. High rocks is too much of a specific grind that the intensity of DECA doesn't help you there. Not right away. Not right away. It <laughs> I think will. That, I think the speed will, will be helpful down the road. But right now it's... I still don't understand if you're saying the course didn't affect it. How did you run a 32 or 31.50 for your 8K? Like that does not make sense to me. That's course dependent. You because you're consistently high 28s, low 29s, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, so I there's wasn't three minutes, and your fast. rock zone was like, what, what was my, your rock zone like? Five it was 17, if I remember right. So, they screwed up my burpee broad jumps. My burpee broad jumps said three seconds, so, and as we know, we watched it wasn't. Mm -hmm. it wasn't three seconds i was like might have been rest yeah. to work ratio Lay <laughs> laying on the ground for three <laughs> seconds between reps and uh but they they screwed that up so the, the the rock zones i think were like two and a half so my collective time was still as fast as what michaela norman ran in hamburg oh. and it's like probably not so it may have been a little bit slow a little bit long but uh but we got yeah. killed we got well, killed out there can, can you entertain this? Uh, maybe this is just ignorance on my behalf, but you have athletes like you, Rich, who are far from being a fringe athlete this year, meaning like you shouldn't have to worry about qualifying for races that matter. You should make the North American champs, um, the world champs. Um, but what about those fringe athletes who are the ones who are like on the fringe of qualifying for like Chicago or wherever it may be? Um, 
how how does high rock sort that out now considering things are course dependent and obviously you could have one leg and run 31 minutes in an 8k rich so i am assuming that jack is correct here like you can be as humble as you want or try to work around it but obviously this is a slow course period so like what do you do to, with those athletes what does high rocks have in place for that because the uh, course is not the same nothing right now you just get bent over and take it and yeah and, more or less. You almost didn't make the world champs last year and you finished seventh. Mm. Case in point. How many Chris, other people didn't make the world champs and could have sneaked their way into the top 10 due to course? I just, they haven't sorted that out yet, I guess. Is that what I'm understanding? It seems like they are working toward that and they believe that they are making it more uh-huh. even across the board and they're doing their best and they're not necessarily <laughs> going to admit that it's course dependent. They're like, oh no, we've mm-hmm. worked it all out. It's not. And it's clearly not the case. But so right now I am on the fringe. I'm well beyond like l- below the fringe of qualifying for North American championships. Like the way that they're doing it is the, the top 15 in the world get dibs on the regional championships. So right now there's only one athlete that's in, in the entire North American region. Who's in the top 15. That's Dylan. And then like, like Ryan Kent is the 21st European athlete. If we took off the Americans, right? So he can't, he, he can't even qualify to Maastricht. He wouldn't even be able to race in that race. He got second in the world last year. He got first in North America last year. And so I am outside of the top 30 in my times for my time right now. So if, if Europeans did want to come over and, and push me out, like I might not be able to race in North American championships. So what is their filter system then to filter down? I think they're just going to, to wait for people to decline and then it's going to roll down. Like wait for somebody in France to decide they're not going to come over and run the North American championships. I believe that's what they're doing, right? <laughs> I think do, Tara really. Jackson, she's doing Europeans, right? She's in the top 15 because she raced a race yeah. over in Europe. She's like a 64 and I think Meg's going to go over and. But Alondra I thought that she's going, going well. to race there as well. She is. Yeah. And she's got, and she's bumping out Europeans. So what they've done in the past ways. is they send you an email and you have like 48 hours. Sometimes you, it's from event date, but they usually set a window and you have 48 hours or whatever. I could be a little wrong on the time. So they're going to inform the people that they have a time to make the decision. It's not going to be like the day before the event. They're like, well, we still haven't heard from Davide. So I guess we'll open it up to the first America. That, that's not how it's going to work. There'll right. be a, a, a window where you have to declare, but still sucks. It, I can't imagine the Europeans are going to come over to here because how I deep down knew I wasn't completely prepared for high rocks. They deep down know that these courses are <laughs> not in their favor to come over here and go against athletes like Ryan Kent and then just not be on the podium. Get pushed all the way it. out. You don't believe that they I think was- that? So as usual, I spent my whole weekend just watching OCR. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the live streams and there was some battling. Tim was in the Tim Wenish. Am I saying that right? Vinish. 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 He on again? He's on your team. I Jack, know. I I'm just mentioning it. Was in the comments like and people were trash talking. Europe versus US people were trash talking. All the Europeans were like, that there would be no reps counted in Europe. We do not accept reps like that. And the Americans not were sure. like, you don't have real sleds. And they were like, you, someone's like, yeah, but so, someone said something like, Tim said, the the rules 
are not the same here. And someone's like, yeah, the, uh, the European rules are just, they're known for following the rules more. And then some American was like, oh yeah, better rules, shorter runs, shorter rock zone, <laughs> uh, lighter sleds. How's that for rules? And then they responded like, here's our average rock zone time. And yours is this, and ours are twice as long. And I think they truly believe that they are at a disadvantage because of their judging. And we truly believe we're at a disadvantage because of the course setup and sleds. And I don't think anyone's being totally honest with themselves. Have you because seen world the- championships has skewed everyone's perspective because we're like, we're obviously better. And they're like, well, the, they change the rules for worlds each year. And so we don't get to follow our rules. I think they think they're just that much better. Sorry, Kirk, go ahead. That was Jack. Oh, Jack. Have you, have you- yeah, have you seen some of the uh, burpee broad jump form that I, I, was it Alex Rontovic who had like the terrible Martin. step up fall forward mm-hmm. or something like that? It wasn't Does Alex? That sound it was... like he's a yeah. Is that a rule abider right there? I don't think so. And he he's in the top fifteen. He had an under two minute burpee broad, burpee broad jumps in L.A. They had a judge following yes. Ryland and I, giving us mm. shit every single rep, and we were oh, a like minute it. slower. We were and that's slip. the issue. Yep. We've watched Europeans do the step up past their hands. And then Lauren was doing it for the first two lengths and everyone was all over her. And then her judge <laughs> got on her and she fixed it. And then her husband is, was kind of trash talking the entire time. I didn't even know it was her husband. I'm like, this oh, guy's yeah. like really got a, got it on for Lauren. And it turns out it's because it's her husband, but <laughs> yeah. he, it wasn't a great look from him. And he's like, she has one full half of a forearm in front, just like the rules say when it was really obvious she was stepping a few inches in front of her hands for like 30 meters. So both sides see the other side doing it and they're just ripping each other their shreds while refusing to acknowledge that, yeah, we screw up form. A bunch of our, like Ryland probably did 70 no rep wall balls. Hmm. It's his first time and his ref didn't do anything about it. It's, anyway, both sides are are delusional right now. Uh both sides except our side. They're crazy over there. <laughs> all, I really care about, all I really care about is knowing, like, if you really take a step back, like, obviously it's not a perfect system, but they're working on it, whatever. Spartan has been for decades as well uh, at this point. But, like, do the right people end up where they need to be? Or are there people that don't, that are real potential contenders? Like, that's all I really care about, right? Like, when the dust settles, mm-hmm. who's who's being left off. And I'm sure Jack could dig into some stats, but I'll just be curious how the system shakes out because there's always going to be the fringe guys or girls who were like, yeah, that person, that person would go and crush. Right. It not almost happened last year. Our mm-hmm. the female world champ right. had to get wild carded rolled down in mm-hmm. <clears throat> wild. Isn't it? I think there is without question more depth on the European side, if we're looking, you know, the the B pack, kind of like we see in in Spartan these days, like there's just more depth on the men's side than the women's side. It's a it's a fact, and I don't believe it. Re- depth? You yeah. Think, you think like the 80th best person in Europe is is equal to or behind the 80th best in the U.S.? I don't think so. There's no participation, never, I believe. I've never thought about the 80th to be okay. honest. When I think depth, I think like your 10, top five 10. people, but 10, All 15. Right. Like, what would you rank Cole Schwartz here in America? Right now, I mean, he's, he's gone to Europe. Over, no, no, no. Yeah, let's get to that after. But in America, what would we consider him a Probably. A, B, or C tier high rocks athlete? Coming Probably eighth to tenth best overall, I'd say. Coming into this B. year, probably B. Yeah, and then he went over for one race, and what did he run? Like sixty ten change or something like that. And then didn't he do it again and crack? Uh, he had a bad race in 
I thought he ran 59. No. Okay. Well, no, 60 he's... flat. What would 60 flat had he done that in the U S put him? That would be a tier. Yes. He would have been mm-hmm. on the podium at North American Championship. So what I'm saying is that if Mark runs 63 here, he probably runs 61 or 60 there. And if Cole's always 64 ish, not always, but 62 to 64 here and he's 60 flat there, I don't think we have less depth. I think we have a drop off from our top to our next tier, but that next tier, if we're we're all over there, would all be putting up times that their next year is putting up. So maybe 80 deep, sure. But 10 to 15, no, I'm not buying it. I think both contents continents are the same. When we go over there, they get the better of us. And when we come over here, we get the better of them. Or when they come over here. I just think it's it's not equivalent yet. We'll see this year too. And I mean, that's the that's the piece that you know, we can point to from our side is like, Oh, the world championships, we had three in the top five, four in the top seven, whatever. Like, and, but as we've seen consistently in OCR, and maybe that's more terrain based, but traveling is an issue, especially for that race. That was at, it was at like 6 PM uh, West coast time, which was like three in the morning, Berlin time or something. So they were definitely at some kind of disadvantage coming over, but this year will be interesting if we can get, so there's a very high potential that there's only three Americans that make the world championships. And those are the three that make the top three at the North American championships, getting the automatic qualifiers. So if they have this Maastricht course so that they had last year, and everybody's under 58. Be crazy. That's the only, and they're not rolling down. So Magida's Magida's going to Maastricht. If he gets a, a, a auto qualifier there, they will only, and then he gets a podium spot here they won't take the fourth place person. They'll just take, like, they're just not rolling down. So there could potentially only be three athletes. at. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to see the top Americans travel to Europe to get a qualifier. <sighs> and, and the last, and they, their response to yours saying, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we put one or two in the top five in Vegas is the same thing for when world champs were in Berlin, but that was the year they did a totally funky course. And it was run on the assault Air runner. runner. Yeah, run. And only the Europeans got a heads up that it was going to be on the assault runner. And so they're the only Hunter ones. Hunter still killed them. He was and the only still, American over there. True. But they're like, they did better than they thought they would in terms of sticking. I don't know. It's just like, we haven't yet had an equivalent course. And now, like you said, they, they helped the auto qualifier process. That's a good step forward. That wasn't there last year, but it didn't fix the problem. Now they need to expand it. It, it. Like people were saying, oh, we should just do half and half. And I'm like, well, it's, it's, it, it, it shouldn't be that way. But like maybe it is going to have to be that. Maybe they just make it 20, 10 and 10. And that's it. Yeah. If you were to, not that we I were planning to go down should, this rabbit the, hole, but. Because they're going to stick. Yeah. Go ahead, Jack. They're going to stick with 15 people anyway, right? For that's how many are going to be in the championship heat at, at some point. So say that there are the four races that it takes you to get into the uh, North American or European championship. And then whoever wins those should probably get an auto qualifier. And then whoever the top three are right there at at the uh, Chicago, for instance. So now you've got a, a chance of seven people making it and you might have a couple duplicates, just remove them. So now you have five Americans who, who get the chance to go. I think that that would be, you know, a more fair way of doing it without worrying about times. Cause you can only run as fast as the course allows you that day. Yeah. Totally. So if we were to just break it down really quickly, like very, like literally a three minute conversation, like how many, what list the men that are capable of finishing in the top three at North American champs and the women that are capable. 
and then think, okay, like if this is the system, like the names that are potentially going to be left off that could actually still be contenders for top 10 in the world. I have a feeling on the men's and women's side, there's going to be names that were like, that's, that's not right that they're not going to be there potentially, but it's going to happen from the sounds of it. Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Like on the men's side, who could be, who realistically without worrying about people's feelings, who realistically could podium? Uh, so I think there's five. So there's it's, five. it's Kent, Dylan, Magida, Rylan, and myself. I think it's fair. And then there's a crew like the Colin without Hunter. Uh, without, well, he's not going to, he can't, can't, he can't run it. He's not qualified. I know. No, I know. World I'm just champ, saying he's not yeah. qualified. That's flaw. Number one. So, fa- so five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five. And then what about the women on the women's side? You'd say, uh, Meg, Meg Lauren, Alondra, Tara Jackson. Uh, and then it's, and then it's like kind of open Chris. to a Camila, yeah, Chris, a Chris, a Bridget Brown, a Vivian Tafudo. So it's probably like eight that will be fighting for that four to five spot. Mm. I think there's like legit four athletes at, at the top who could probably podium at worlds. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. That's what I was wondering. And I yeah. figured that'd be the answer. It's just going to be tough. Somebody's going to be sitting home who probably deserves to be somewhere, you know, at the chance. And, w- and one thing that this is just a, a byproduct of the, the company that Hyrox is, is an international company, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that another, and this is also why the Europeans could be running faster is that they have more opportunities to race and to figure this race out and to be race sharp. Like, like we said, uh, Tiago Lusa, this is his third or fourth race of the year. So I don't think he took off three minutes in one, four minutes in one race off of experience and sharpness, but they have more chances to go mm-hmm. after it. So, and this is their only thing. They don't have DECA. OCR is not as big to these athletes who are doing in Europe. So they're just high rocks. Tiago, I believe, ran a DECA, actually. They had one in, um, I think, like Tenerife or something. Um he didn't win, right? The, a few months ago, he didn't win. Wasn't it Thomas the Trvict? Yeah, Verdick. Yeah, Rich, you you touched upon it, and I think there's a second half of that that's important, which is more opportunities to race means more opportunities to find the right course to get a course. Yeah, because in the U.S., every year there's a course you're like that was the fast one. Like it was New York one year, it was it was Dallas one year, it was Chicago one year. Just whatever configuration they come up with matters. But if you were to travel. LA to New York and you're still in the United States, that would be traveling farther than across all of Europe. And so like, if you travel New York to Pennsylvania, you're in different countries in Europe. Mm -hmm. And so you can easily get to more. And so, yeah, it's not just about the experience of high rocks, which matters. You might just have a better chance of finding that course where everyone ran fast. And here it's like, you go to one coast or the other, and then you sit and hope that I hope this rock zone's not, three minutes faster than mine because that would suck. Right. Well, who knows the answer to this then? What, what are the number of races available to the Europeans without crossing the pond and what's available to North Americans? I think it's something like they have close to 30 and we have like eight. Mm. So it's that substantial. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a, and it's bigger over there and they're a German based mm-hmm. company. So like, it makes sense. Yeah, Cause yeah. how many countries do they have them in? They've got Germany, the UK, Spain, Hong like Kong. a ton in Germany. Um, yep. Okay, I guess that's not crossing the pond, but that's a little longer flight. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't be going to that one. This is turning into Iron Man, where you have to go pick your venue. To, since it's only qualification-based, you do your research, you find traditionally fast courses, you try to find out who's qualified and where, and you have to invest 
and shipping your bike and traveling someplace specifically for the point of qualification. And it's often not in the country you live in. So it's becoming a, a money and investment based sport, which is not inherently bad. It's why Ironman is what they are. They, it allows sponsors to come in and high level sponsors because people are investing at a high level. So it's, it may be the reason they make it so well, but it also changes OCR, which was always anyone can do it. Like we carpool, we stay on the cheap. A lot of people get free entries. It was, you could do it relatively cheap for a while. And this is going to become the exact counter to that. And that does change things for a lot of athletes. If they have a Frankfurt in the, in the spring, I'm going, I'm going to run like 52. (laughs) (laughs) And be like, yeah, no, dude, I I just followed the rules. I just was really good this day. I swear. (laughs) Just really good. All right. We'll talk more about high rocks. We have some of the, the draft numbers. Our teams are are kind of in place and we got to go through the waivers. We still need to figure out a waiver scenario unless we just want to do reverse order of where we picked, but we could, but there's some good waivers out there. We'll say, we'll, we'll do that when we preview some of the, the championships in the next year today. We almost went down this rabbit hole last week, but we are going to look at the all time list. We're going to shake it up. I've been, I've always, I've had pushback all year trying to shake up this list, but today freaking doing it. It's time. We don't get to hear the High Rocks rankings for fantasy right now? Yeah, spit them out. All right. I don't even remember who he picked. In third place, Jack. In second place. All I know is that whatever our team is, Kirk, you get the the glory. Oh, for sure. You did your High Rocks research. I really did. No, I take full credit for whatever this result is. If you can pronounce all the names. Mm -hmm. Don't go Jack on us. I'm just saying. That, that was pretty. I'm on Jack's team today. You guys are teamed up. Jack's on my team. All right. Can we see this? So yeah. I broke it down, men and women, and then the top five, because we have seven. Yeah. So the Corral is 15. Off the strength of Tobias Ludwig, the top uh, average male. Rent. And a lot of these, no one has a complete score yet. They're all like two and twos and ones. A lot of people have only raced once. So these are just with these one scores in here. Um, Linda Blair was a great pick. Linda Blair. <laughs> um, Linda Meyer. Uh, yep. Is Linda Blair like an actress of some sort? Um, and I'm in second with 24 and Jack is in fifth with 26. Two. You're gonna, you're gonna have to make some moves on the waivers with Sarah and with Hunter. I mean, yeah, and U.S. Sarah Colty. I thought that she had the most races run. Like she, she had like a dozen plus um, over a couple of years stretch. So I'm shocked she hasn't raced this year. I don't know what's going on. I believe so the, we have a spelling error on our team, which we're not going to tolerate. Oh my god! Now you're on Rochevic? Jack's team. No, I won't have it. Jack, you're off my team. You're on you're on the Corral's team. No, no, no. I, uh, I was just pointing it out. I didn't say that you should fix it, but there's look an at N that in, in Ronchevic. Is it why don't we remind this? our listeners and maybe one of the four podcast hosts how the scoring works for this? <laughs> <laughs> so we we're taking the average of the th- of three times run throughout the year. So you can see there's like a so with per the, athlete, right? Per got athlete. It. Average. Got it. Okay. 
Yeah, we're taking the average, not the best. See, we need to be reminded of this. Then even Jack needs to be reminded. Like Tobias has his his averages. But if they only race once, then that would be their average. Like they don't need they don't need to hit a number of three if they don't. That currently you have to hit three to score. Yes, we may run into a situation where we might have to alter the rules to two. I'm wondering. It might have to be two, or we might just have to have all Europeans. It's not exciting if no one has a score at the end of the year. So that we're averaging true. it out for men and women separately or together? I As did it like, separately. Right. Okay. Even though. You and know, then we're getting our best five play, average time placements. Yes. Okay. Got it. See, so you knew the score. Well, I mean, it's it's not rocket science, but I just needed a refresher. You knew how it worked. Look at Kent, I, I, you know, I told Kent about this after the race too. He's killing my team. His number two pick overall got me an eight. And then I'm up here. We can just up with team. a nine. <laughs> at least I, I, I have no one else to blame. So. I would say ninth place is the average finish position of someone drafting themselves. If I had to guess. <laughs> We've been uninspiring. We have a flawed (laughs) system here inherently. Here we are banging on high rocks, but our scoring system is still course dependent. We should do like a percent behind winner. Number one scores 100 and percent behind winner. I don't know, because then it would at least be course. Now you're on Jack's team. Now you're on Jack's team. We're getting Jack on your team now. Talk about his language. Nice. BK. Well, now I'm seeing the flaw here. I don't know. Jack, was that your idea? Is that Kirk what you proposed? Won. We could do it because you guys are winning because you have mostly Europeans. So Jack, I'm, I'm all on percent of winner every time. No, I like how it's working out. We got about half about about half the score, you fellas. But Jack li- Jack sleeps in a percent behind winner pajama set. <laughs> <laughs> he just lives that life. That literally With pumpkins my shirt. and black shirt right now. cats and yeah. scarecrows on it. <laughs> All right, so that's that's our update for fantasy. We'll get into this a little bit more. We have some waivers to to consider. I did a whole deal, but right now we're going to get into our top list. We're going to expand this thing. We're going to do it. You guys don't want to do it, but we're doing it. So we'll see if we pull this up. Mm-hmm. So we had a whole season under our belts. OCR is over. Can you guys see this okay? Does it need to be bigger? The word obstalkes could be fixed. That's going to bug me. Yeah. If you guys are going to be doing the Must have one quarter finish with no obstalkes. You need to run this past your wife or hire an assistant. How's this? There. Gone. The whole thing. (laughs) Beautiful. Everything's in white text. I don't think think it's pertinent. Do you want to know what? Rich, I'm coming to your support, right? There are a bunch of studies that it doesn't matter what what the arrangement of the letters is in the middle of the word as long as the first and the last are correct. And you can kind of just scan over the rest without even realizing it yeah, you, know the, you don't know what word i was trying to get yes for recognition sure but not for posterity not for being professional we're a polished organization don't yeah. we all know this not over here spell check that's not my spelling is not my thing so if you want to take if you want to take over the the doc i'll send it your way nope okay nope you're doing a great job never mind thank you all right, so we have our list here. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what, where to start. What should we? <laughs> should, we should we try to input input people in, or should we just go through our list to start? And then I have try a suggestion as we go. Great. Let's start with the people who are the tweeners or the people on the fringe, the ones like starting with Becca here. Okay. I think we should first start with them and see did they 
increase or decrease their their Hall of Fame uh, mm. repertoire or whatever you'd want to call it. We should go one by one down the list. Keep it simple. And, and we could add, this isn't everybody too. This is just off of what we did last time. So we could add names to this list. Um, mm. There's at least one that I'm thinking of. And, you know, there's going to be that recency bias as well. So Jack and Bracken, you're going to have to keep us in line here with your historical knowledge of this sport to let us know what was going on at the times and not just being like, oh, that person just got second now. And that's why we think it's good where this person back then was also doing the same thing. Did you see Brett, Kevin Brett. Donahue's yeah, historical post? Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. I didn't. 2012, I'll brag for you. Brack and Crocker, third in the world in the points rankings behind Cody Moat first and Hobie Call second, and then in a close third, Brack and Crocker. So I'm not saying I need to be on the top 10 list now, but it I, would be <laughs> sacrilege not to. You're 14 right now. I didn't strengthen my schedule this year. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and so do you guys know that there was actually in 2010, there's a document out there that actually has, uh, it might've been from Coble, the, the, a scoring or a ranking thing from 2010. So 2012 was not the first year. I was impressed to see Coble on that list in 2012. He was like the 15th in the world rankings. Like Coble was hitting it hard for a year or two, huh? Was that what? before he was employed he was a by Spartan? Right? Yeah, or a biker. Do you know what he did? He oh, Coble was hitting it. Went to Killington, bought a pair of shoes on the way there to do the race, fell in love with it, and asked for a position in the company, essentially. He didn't run before Killington was his story to me. Like Correct. he was just biking and then he went to Killington and what did he podium or no. top five? He was in the top, some top 10, whatever it was. Oh, you're talking world champs. Yeah. He didn't run a step. He said, all I did was bike and I showed yep. up and kicked ass. That was it. Well, he showed up for not running. I would tell that pretty good. So let's just run through the list real quick of what we <clears throat> do have on here. It's right now. Currently Lindsay Webster's number one, Susanna's number two. We have Nicole Miracle, number three, Amelia Boone, four, Karen Carlson, five, Ray Cobble, six, Claude, uh, go, Godba, Goba, Gabu, Abu, Gatbu is seventh. Ida is eighth. Face Stennings ninth. Rose tenth. Uh, Miriam, uh, say that one for me, Jack. Guilboise is eleventh, and then we just kind of have nothing. So let's try to get let's try to get this out to at least fifteen. We can make it twenty. We can do that, but that'll be we might be stretching here a little bit. So we have some names on the list. Do you want to start in order, or, 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 or do you want to go with the people who may have a little bit more of a, a freshness to their resume that we can kind of talk about? Or do you want to talk so about I, Becca? I You mentioned Becca. I've actually got her numbers up, and I think that she would be a great person to start with to compare who she should be ahead of with someone who else isn't currently ranked. So you want okay. me to lead that Let's off? Give us a give us a side so, by side, yeah. So, so I looked it up. Um, best average finish at Spartan Race World Championship. Uh, Annie and Rebecca Hammond are fourth and fifth, respectively. They each wait, have wait, a wait. Second. What is the requirement for minimum number participated Two. in? Two. Mm. Okay. And that's also that. also a good refresher, it's, right? Because because yeah. Spartan, we, we ranked Spartan World Championships as the highest yep. on here. And then it was, then when we went down to like OCR World Championships, I believe. And then it was things like, trifecta um and then i don't know like other other podiums and yeah notable things regional yeah. rate wh- where do we put the regional races was regional above trifecta or below trifecta 
like a European championship, a North American championship. I think that's got to be probably above track. Where's the list? Yeah. I, didn't have a, I can't read it. It's spelled all, all wrong. I don't know how to, how to do it. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I don't think I did. Did we, did we rank that? I may have, uh, we may have to go back into the archives and, and, and pull yeah, that out. It, Cause I don't have that it, here. We're, we're going on, on athletes themselves right now. Like we, we kind of have a good feel for, you know, what's more prestigious and none of them race a trifecta world championship. So that doesn't even matter for them. Um, okay, regional. But anyway, trifecta. yeah. Yeah. So, so Rebecca Chris and did. Annie both have a second. Esther did. Both have a second. What? Trifecta. I know, we're, we're talking specifically Annie and, and Rebecca right oh, now. Only those continue. two. Continue. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get a feel for who we think should be ranked higher than the other at this point. So both of them have a second and a fourth place at Spartan World Championship. Both of them have a podium at OCR Worlds. Annie just did her first one. Rebecca beat Lindsay um, in the 3K one time over in the UK. So that's a, that's pretty impressive having that above her. Um, however, uh, and also Rebecca had uh, second place at West Virginia one year and third place the following year. Uh, Annie got second place behind Emma at Tahoe for the mm-hmm. uh, regional championship. I don't have her. I only have Rebecca's filtered right now, but I thought that she also has another at West Virginia, she was like fourth, fifth, or so, somewhere in that range as well. That was a U.S. National um, Series race. U.S. Not okay. Um, so, so I think Rebecca has a slight edge in terms of podiums at regional championship. However, Rebecca only ran three U.S. National Series races. In what about Annie and Kelowna this year? She was third. Third. You're right. Forgot about that. Okay, so she's so a she second and a, a third. Three. Mm-hmm. which is exactly what Rebecca has. So they're much more similar than we realize. Um, but Rebecca only has three U.S. National Series races under her belt. She got sixth in Utah in 2018 before her breakout at West Virginia. Uh, she got fourth at Jacksonville in 2019 and third in Alabama Emma, when Nicole decimated everyone in, in those two races in 2019. Annie, she got five second-place finishes in one year mm-hmm. at U.S. National Series second in the series last too. year. Yeah. Uh, this, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, and then this year she was she was injured, so it was kind of a you know a, a little abbreviated year compared to where we're used to. But I think that second place in the series overall, um, compared to just three races, so I've got at one, two, three, almost a dozen or so races or national series races that um, Annie has raced in over her career, and she has about 10 podiums roughly. So I think that I two her, questions. her resume is more impressive there. Yeah. Does, does uh, Becca's hybrid racing count? Since she was instantly dynamic there at the very bottom. Okay. And then two, what about Hildebrand? schedule? Was Becca in a indisputably stronger uh, historical season or two? Yes or no? I, I don't mean, know that. Jack would know that. There was no Emma at the time. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no Emma, but you did have Faye when she cared. You had a healthy Nicole, which is taking up real estate on the podium whenever she shows up. To be honest, um, and yeah, she was kind of that sixth member of the Fab Five at the time. Alyssa was still racing, so I think that you had more high level talent. We we discussed it on the World Championship episode 
episode where that gap from fourth to fifth with Yanka versus Annie this past world championship was something like six or seven percent different. You didn't see that back then when you had more high caliber women racing. So I think that she did compete in a more in a deeper era, despite having a couple more top heavy names currently out there. I think that she was in a better era. Can't compare eras. Isn't the decision pretty obvious or am I the only one who thinks this is clear as day? With I, the I body think at of, this point with the body of work of yeah. Annie in a competitive series multiple years in a row, there's no question that um Becca was relevant for two years, right? She came on, she hit it, and then she left. Right. And I think the prospect of what's still to come for Annie alone on top of the body of work already gets her in the conversation. Um, and Becca right now, and she's in a different season of life is just, she's, she's reached her pinnacle and she's not going anywhere else. And Annie still is full of piss vinegar and hope. Right. And so I think it just, she needs to be added so she can be consistently Mm -hmm. in the conversation moving forward. Also, we are not, I don't believe allowed to talk about potential, which is Becca's biggest, maybe biggest calling card is what could she do? Until it's shown, I don't think we can grade that. And if we don't grade that, then I think it's obviously Annie. No matter how yeah. good Becca was and could have been. Right. You cover up those names, yeah. it's Annie. It's Annie. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I would and, also and argue if you cover the up the, the names, Annie's over mm-hmm. Miriam. Jack, what do you think about that? Walk Looking us through Miriam's Zach, World Championships finish. I bet you can do it close to off the top of your head. Now, her body of work is gigantic, right? Miriam's, total total has, total podiums is at the bottom right above hybrid racing. But I'm saying on the national or on the world level, where totally, yeah, at? totally. You can pull that. She, she How many top so Mar- Miriam's done it all, all around the world, which but matters the, less. The, the main reason, just reason. before we move on from Annie and and Rebecca, yeah, and I I think it's a no brainer that Annie is above Rebecca. I was just simply pointing out that they are very very (laughs) similar caliber athletes if we were talking about how much of a freak rebecca was when she came on the scene that's exactly what annie's doing and so Mm -hmm. she should be treated in the same you know the same respect as that um but i i think body of work even though bumper up three no questions asked anyways continue yeah um but but annie's dominance has only been 2021 and 2022 so a couple years and rebecca was only 2018 and 19 so similar to your run as well they've accomplished a ton but annie's body of work is better i think annie and uh the annie becca debate i think only comes down to appearance i think that becca ran with such power and athleticism where annie runs just quietly yeah quietly i would say her stride is unremarkable and that sounds like an insult and I don't intend it to be. She just doesn't have a stride that pops off the page or pops off the screen where Becca, you looked at her and thought she's not even trying. She's so powerful. What could she do? Whereas Annie does more, but her stride doesn't make you wonder like how hard is she even trying? Cause you know, she's always trying really hard. Becca just appears effortless and powerful. And I think that that strengthened her image in the sport, which is unfair to both women. One's assuming she's not trying. The other one's assuming that she doesn't have the ceiling. And that's the, I think that's the potential thing again. How does this work for an NBA analogy? Be like, who had a better totality of their career? Like Derek Rose or Mike Conley, mm-hmm. right? Like the highs and what could have been. Grant Hill. Like if you look at it. Yeah. yeah. 
Mike Conley's probably just as good, probably better. Um, so Andy yeah, Clark was so kind you... of the, the case of um, Becca as well, except even with more authority, right? That's why we grabbed onto Emma. I mean, her results spoke for themselves too. It was another level, but it's that same thing you're talking about, Bracken. It's not an unassuming way Emma runs. It's like very like, oh, dang, like there's levels to this we probably haven't uncovered yet. Whereas Annie seems, we feel like we're starting to see her cards. Like we've seen her cards a bit more than other these some of these other athletes. Well, and gr- historically, if you look at our list, grinders aren't rewarded as as much as like prancing, aggressive strides. Lindsay Even, Webster? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she also has all the wins you could ask for. But like Ryan Woods, even though he's frightening at his best, he doesn't look dominant when he runs. And I think that's always hurt his, is he the best? Because he doesn't have that dominant looking frame that some other people do and they get obsessed with. Hmm. Do we want to move yeah. any? Uh, um, what do you think over Miriam? Like world champion. I'm gonna read her her resume real quick. So, so Miriam, keep in mind she's been doing this from the ages of 38 through 43. Oh, doesn't uh, matter. Eighth. Bam. I know. I know. I'm just. I'm, what you're covering I'll me up, Jack. Um, so, face. yeah, eight, six, ten, three, five, with hundreds of burpees mixed in there, um, but. The result is what matters realistically, but eight, six, 10, three, five. That's what eight, she six. has. Her um, burpee to placement ratio. It'd be a really big battle between her and Ryan Woods, but I think she would win that battle. Like most burpees yet highest placements mm-hmm. at it's, races that matter. It's so impressive, yep. but I think it hurts her cause as obstacle racing. I was racing. thinking the same thing. I, I was like, all right. So like she's bad at OCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's great at finishing. Hold on, well, hold on. We got. We... There it is. There it is, Rich. We got That's more. Pretty. Uh, Rich, you look so proud. Much when better. You do this. Much like better. genuinely proud. I am proud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> but Miriam also has a second place at the Ultra Twenty Four Hour Championship. So that's a you know we that's a very 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 huge range right there. Got a last. Um. She also has. A Europe or an APAC uh, regional championship, 2017 uh, and 18, and then she also so that's won in the line with a Hildervat. That's a Hildervat regional championship in 19, and 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 the European championship in 2019. So she she won arguably the hardest of those, the European one in 2019, um, taking down Esther and uh, Ida and a, and a bunch of other athletes who ended up race there um yanka some of the best over there so she has four regional championships under her belt she's come over to the u.s um remember she i think it was seattle bracken when when she ended up doing uh she got or san jose she got third place and second place in jacksonville in a uh sprint in 2021 um so she has multiple u.s national series podiums i think her body of work no way you move annie or rebecca ahead of her at this point what about world? So you've got her 24-hour second versus Annie's OCR world podium. Mm-hmm. What about Spartan World Championship podiums? Annie has one. Annie has a second. Miriam has a third. And then Annie has yeah. a fourth. And Miriam has like fifth, sixth, tenth. She has more bad results because she's been along, around longer. She's this getting is, you know, penalized for not living in the U.S., or of course, that's the way we, that's how we do things here. Getting rewarded for winning regional championships over people who have never been top 20 at Worlds when you're talking APAC. Yes. Europe, though? So I didn't Mary say Europe, also, I said APAC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I, but that wasn't my, my strongest argument for her was the the European. And she's Correct. been doing this since like 2015, 2016. Annie's kind of been dominant for the past two years. Doesn't have as big of a track record. And Miriam has has 14 uh, national or, or regional series podiums in her career. And all of all but two of those are wins um, across France and Spain, uh, China, the UK. She's done it in the U.S. as well. So I I don't know how you can say that she has not had a better career than Annie no, or Rebecca. No disrespect to either of them at this point. You know, you know what this is, Jack. That Miriam with this body work, she's like the Carl Malone of OCR, and that's why you're that's why <laughs> your favorite player. Her. That's why you're backing her. I'm more stuck on. Am I the only one stuck on trying to remember how it's Carl Malone right here? <laughs> Do you Malone. often have pedophiles up on your that's shelf? A, that's not Carl Malone. He was my favorite. He was my favorite player growing up, and then uh, I realized what he was doing, and <laughs> still kept the bobblehead. Do you still have your Jared bobblehead up as well? <laughs> I don't even eat a Subway. No way. You have an Oscar Pistorius poster I somewhere? Kind of <laughs> a Subway guy once. Jesus. Um, wow. I'm I'm more stuck on how did we how did we end up with Rose Wetzel in front of Miriam is where I'm actually as stuck yeah. as anything. How we came on that decision because what if I were to just look at this and not ask for any of your input, I would just shuffle Miriam and Annie above Rose, bump Rose down to twelfth. Cause mm-hmm. I I'm trying to think of like world level performances and Rose has a few good ones, but isn't her best fifth. And if that's Spartan uh, and OCR worlds four. Not to take away. Did she get a podium I, last year. No, she got a trying, podium last year. Trying to figure out how we landed on that. And with all Jack's great points, I'm now I'm starting to think, well, tough case for Rose to be put in front of Miriam. It, it Rose has the historical body of work that's oh we've got some big sirens coming in here. That's pretty much in, undisputable, indisputable. But if you take a look and if she still is actively racing and not beating these women, can she be ahead of them? So her body of work I think historically is better than Annie without a doubt or Becca or I don't know, maybe not Miriam, but does she beat those three? Jack, do you have stats? Right, Has Rose, she ever beat any her, of those three? Yeah. I'd have to Miriam, she's up. beat. Um, she's beating Annie yeah, and uh, yeah, that, I think she beat her in that she, West Virginia race. <clears throat> West Virginia, she she beat her because um, Rose got second. And Alex yeah, so I'd love to see their head to head. Maybe Remember? maybe even at that, uh, that uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, um, but real quick on Rose, she has her her career um, finishes excluding 2017 when she was pregnant at Tahoe. She has nine five five sixteen eight nine. Uh, Miriam's got better and yeah. more versatile. I think that she's got Miriam body of work, or uh, you know, the fact that she isn't in the U.S. is is hurting her. And if we look at Rose, she was kind of the sport for a while. I think that that goes a little bit into people's expectations. Um, Rose certainly has, um, let's see, she has, all right, a bunch of, a bunch of U.S. National Series podiums, and she's been doing it since 2014. She has a National Series podium in 2014, 15, 16, 19, 21, and 22, because she got Utah this year. So she's got 15 National Series podiums, um, six separate seasons in the U.S., arguably the, the deepest region. That definitely counts for something, but I think if we're looking, I know that world championship performance definitely is going to favor 
marry him in this case, especially as an endurance athlete versus someone who would have benefited during like a super or sprint if that was the championship mm-hmm. format. Um, but I think at this point, actually, you know what? In what Jacksonville, about uh, I, 20, I think Miriam's a no yeah. a no brainer. Ja- Real quick, Jacksonville 2021, Miriam second, Rose third. Right. Right there. There you go. Settles it. This is, I'm going to step into water that maybe I shouldn't be stepping into. But Rose got a, and I I was racing at the same time Rose was in her prime. And so I have a soft spot for Rose up on any list because I got to watch her battle at the top against the best. Regardless of if the best of her era wasn't as good as the best of this era, I got to watch her compete and she's a phenomenal competitor and I like watching her. However, she got a, how how many years was it, Jack, between having her first child and making her next podium? How many years was that? Uh, Breckenridge 2016, she got third and then her next podium was Jacksonville 2019. So three and a half years. And, and she got a long pass because of having a child. And it hadn't been seen in the sport before, but we had kind of mentioned back then that typically high-level uh, performers who become mothers need between half a year and a year before they're kind of back to themselves. And now I think that historically we're going to look back and see that she took longer to make it back than the next wave of mothers did. We have several mothers in the sport currently. Uh, Lauren Weeks, for example, and then Lauren is a freak of nature, but so is Rose. And she got back two years quicker. And you're starting to see these other mothers who are getting back quicker. And so while it doesn't reflect on being a mother or the resiliency of your pregnancy or anything like that, it does show that she had some gap years, which hurts her resume, which don't appear in other people's resumes. So I know that's not a great stance to take, but if you're looking at a Hall of Fame debate, you kind of have to look at everything. That's fair. I think mm-hmm. I think Miriam jumping her with these stats makes sense. With with both resumes that we've gone over with Annie and Rose now, how do we feel about that? Because Rose has the totality piece. Annie has the high-level accomplishments now in her second year. Where do we stand th- on that? I think since Rose is still at it with that factor, there's still battles to be had between Rose and Annie potentially that we leave it right where it's at and it'll it'll tell us. I think ourselves over the next six to nine months. If I had to guess, I would say Annie has a winning record against her. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, uh, probably. I, I don't know. Cause Annie was kind of ascended. She was in the sport for a while. I guess that she didn't true. show up. My point. I don't think that affects my point. Rose is five and three head to head in Spartan oh. all time. Um, but if we're looking at 2021, like Jacksonville, uh, when that, when that happened, Annie has won one, two, three, uh, three of the last four. Right. When so she's like kind of coming to her own. It's the ascension piece. And then that doesn't take into account OCR Worlds, where she's beat her there a couple times. You know, it, they're probably closer to 50 50 at this point. Okay. Rose just has a longer career. So, anyway, I think Rose's vast career keeps her where she's where she currently is, but I think it only takes one more year for Annie to have a legit claim to that spot. That's exactly what I was getting at. Especially if there's another world championship podium in there, because that's the one thing that's eluded Rose has been the world championships specifically on the Spartan side. Granted, it's not her strength, 
but we're not judging individuals what they could be best at. We're judging what they did against the <laughs> right. established races. Her 800 so, time does not get considered for this. No. Had this 1,000-meter short course come earlier, <laughs> maybe things play out differently. Yep. All right. Now, we're still – are we putting Faye above Miriam still at this point? Because we've kind of taken a new look at uh, Miriam. If we look at Faye, she has She was third twice, US wasn't National she, at races. Worlds and – Yep. She's won series yeah, that, races. I think I was, she stays put. She had a she had a third place third in twice. 2016 where where she narrowly lost to, um to Lindsay and then she has the burpee uh three or third she started out in 12th at killing and and then 93447. So she has five career top nine finishes including a podium, three career wow. top fours. That's better than Miriam. I sometimes forget her body of work. Fayette or best would school Miriam Rose, probably most of the people on this top 10 list when Faye was on mm -hmm. and her body of work backs it up. No, recently she had her bad last year in the Spartan series where she took like seventh every race or a fifth every race. But if you just she was checked out, she was checked out. Like you can't, you no way you can bump Faye down. Not a chance. So I, I, I don't know how much this matters, but one thing I like to do is look at the list and say, if they came into the sport, earlier would they have done better and i look at becca i look at annie i look at Faye, i look at Rhea, and i think they all would have had a chance to win a world championship if they come in the sport in 2012 mm -hmm. rose wouldn't have won a world championship in 2012 because it was still a beast distance and she didn't really develop the, the ability to run a beast until four years and three years into the sport you look at uh Miriam, if she comes into the sport in 2012, she might have a world championship. Uh, you know, so Nicole, does she come in the sport in 2012? Does she win Killington? You know, I think most of these names, you we know deep down, if they came in earlier, they would have more world podiums than less. And I don't know if you can say that about Rose. But we have to... We have to not use potential, as I think Rich alluded to earlier. Bracken um, said, "Yeah, it. I do agree with that point." So that's forward-looking potential. Then Br Bracken's okay. just not potential, but like this kind of potential. Let's look at this potential yeah. instead. Well, we so. get to see them in the late stage of their career. What they're doing now, could they be doing that better in the beginning? Like, really, would uh, Miriam have won Killington twenty eleven? Everyone did 180 burpees. Yeah, yeah she probably, probably would have won by a half hour. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> would Annie have come out and won that? She would have done those burpees, yeah. Yeah, so. <clears throat> would would Rose have come out and won it? Yeah. No, she'd never run a mountain in her life until she got Spartan. So let's, let's do an international name here since we have done two domestic names, put them on well, the list. Well, while we're talking about Rose, I just want to insert one other American that gets criminally overlooked, Alyssa Holly. I I think that Alyssa should be higher on this list. Um, if you look at Alyssa above Becca head to head, she is twelve and nine. Alyssa's twelve and nine head to head against Rose. Head to head's no good. I think head to head is a terrible way to to, to go. It's about a tertiary. Because it's okay. always in different points of the careers. Like the one that you did for all the men, it's like, oh yeah, VJ has a bad or VJ has a bad head to head against people. It's like, yeah, because he was like 17 but they race in the same Toby era Hall. primarily no but it's like yeah it's like lebron okay. as a Alyssa has a you know yeah, it's, you can't, you, it's, it's over time i'm, I'm open to it eight. i want to i want to hear the full i want to hear the debate yeah yeah yeah. 
just, just well, the problem is so Alyssa has. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Go ahead, Kirk. Go for it. All right. Alyssa <laughs> has a fourth, a third, and an eighth place at Spartan Race World Championship. Um, she has run. Er, she she kind of emerged in 2016, which is right around when that Fab Five era with Nicole, uh, Lindsay, Faye, um, Alyssa, and Rhea all ha- happened. Alyssa has um, seven national series podiums, but she has a ton of them in fourth place. And she wasn't losing to Rose when she was getting fourth place. She was losing to Nicole Faye um, or Lindsay essentially. So if you, instead of having the seven uh, podiums, she really has 15 top fours and she was ahead of Rose during that era. And she has a, a winning head to head percentage. She has that missing podium at a world championship event that we talked about she has another fourth place which is better than rose's best fifth place finish i think she has she a better won the national series race yes ahead of Lindsay. Seattle. yep and she has hybrid racing well and that yep. was the point i wanted to make though about Alyssa, she had a touch. She had those two years where she really came on, still was underrated for some reason, and then finishes like people forgot about her by the time world champs came around. And then yeah. she took third, if you guys recall, um, which was just like, you know, and then she had these bad injury bouts for like what two years. I felt like she dealt with something. And then her hybrid racing, knowing her, her Spartan prowess, I thought it was just like a little, like we expected maybe a little more dominance in the hybrid space out of her. And I think that's what's like what held us back with that decision, right? Like, like Faye went in and was a little more like if you go and look at that, like how did Faye fare against Alyssa when they were head to head? Didn't Faye usually beat Alyssa? Uh, Faye, for example? Yeah, Faye is 18 so, and 12 head to head against Alyssa. So the face. And I'm talking in the hybrid. And I'm talking in the hybrid space oh, oh, even, even as well. Probably, they brought they probably a wash. They haven't done too much, either of them, really. Alyssa's so done a couple of races. But. The, the thing that holds me back, and Alyssa's at her best, was amazing, is I thought maybe there would be some some bigger swings in the hybrid space that maybe I was just secretly hoping to see because I thought it made sense for her. But it wasn't, like, backed up in the hybrid space. I mean, her pinnacle was the Spartan series. And I figured yeah. it would certainly be the hybrid space. Do you guys understand what I'm getting at there? Yeah. She's it's still new. She's got third last year at the North American Championships. I think she was great. sixth or seventh. She's similar career to mine. She's she's in a strange position because well, you're not on the in, list, Rich. I'm not on the list. So bad, bad, uh, bad argument. She came into the sport off softball as a power athlete and then learned how to run and learned how to run and significantly changed her body makeup. Right. And then a hybrid came along right. and she was significantly less powerful than she was when she came in and all the skills she had worked on didn't want to translate over to high rocks. So it's a, it's a very interesting career arc because she's having to like relearn who she was seven years ago. And that's difficult to do. And that doesn't bolster her, her rating at all. I just find it very interesting that man, she, she could just reverse the two find high rocks first and then, but she got so good at OCR so fast. Mm-hmm. The two most like moments that give me the chills in the sport are watching her win Seattle in the North America in the Spartan elite series, and then kick the bell in the team race for USA to win at Tahoe. Like she is two of the iconic like moments I remember in the sport yet. I have a hard time bumping her up. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe there's maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah. What do, what do we do with this? I, this, this I put her between Miriam and Rose. I'm okay with that or one lower between Rose and Annie. I think Annie and Becca still both need body of work, yep. but it might only take one season. 
I think Aunt Alyssa we have to vote. was the better during during like their prime era. Alyssa was not losing to Rose, and she has a better head to head record as well. She's got to be ahead of her, but not she doesn't have a better body of work than Miriam. Okay, so let me just put this out. I want to make sure I'm on the same page. She has better performances at Worlds, Spartan Worlds. Yes. She has a higher best finish in national series races. She has a winning record against her. Which shouldn't matter. They've both won something, but yeah. No, I'm saying, didn't you say that she has a winning record against Rose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Which shouldn't matter until it does. I think as the third or fourth component, it does matter. She's had success in another form of OCR. And what is the con against her that that Rose has? It's body of work, total podiums. Alyssa might have more in her career. Yeah, but if we're looking at like national series, national races, series. yes. Yeah, Rose, but a good portion of those were in 2014 and 15 before you know, the sport kind of changed and got a little bit deeper. Um, and if you throw in fourth place finishes for Alyssa, she has just as many as Rose has top four. Well, this is going to appear to be really, really disrespectful to Rose, but the numbers say she only has a leg up in one out of five categories. Blind resume. Yeah. Wow. I Doesn't this just show how subjective this crap is? I mean, we didn't even have Alyssa on the list. We decided to not even put her on there the last time we chatted. And now we talk our way into putting her at least at 11th. Like, what do we even know, guys? We chose to leave her off the list. She's done nothing since we did this last time, basically. And she just earned her spot to jump up. I'm just saying here. like, What we speak isn't gospel. Clearly, we're as confused as anybody else at times. I'm going to point that out. Not All right, sure. if we're going to confuse things, Jack, I have a question for you. Where's KK Paul sit? Yep. Below. Does she have on her a, own special list? Does she have any worse of a two year resume than Becca or Annie? Does she get second in the world? No, not second. Well, that would be I, one. I, that That's the one thing she's missing. Yeah. But she won national series races. And one in place yeah. top three at many. So I'm just I'm just trying to confuse things. All right, K- she's KK never been talked won- about. Here, KK won Breckenridge and Washougal in 2015. Um, got third place at Montana 2016, and then Palmerton fourth place 2016. Um, so those are the you know the best finishes. Uh, t- twenty. Okay, yeah, and then a bunch of four, five, six, seven, eight, like mixed in there, tuxedo and and Breckenridge and stuff. So. I don't think that's as good of a body of work. If we're looking at world championships, KK only raced or only finished 2014 Killington and got 25th. This is excluding warrior dash, excluding, you know, Atlas race and some of the other ones that were around back then. Okay. Yeah. No, that's way down. Yep. Another way to confuse it. Do we want, cause this is something we've talked about with how difficult it is to travel and do well in, in championship uh, venues is an international because like say Alyssa for example most of her championship races took place domestically where someone like Annie's have been internationally like should that weigh more as a performance than just like in like because when it's Tahoe it's basically the US championships yeah end of the day it's year two years now. versus six or seven it's not, not just in general, just not, not, not the, not the specific. Oh. That was just kind of a, a full well, example. 
on that note tie break a tie or something does her impressive resume get lessened because not everybody decided to travel over there there was no emma nicole was in like does that what if also you know even though she did well by traveling not everybody did travel so yeah i guess it goes both offsets it a little bit yeah she wasn't going to lose to the people who didn't go for the most part but like emma emma's probably the one who would have bumped her back a place she might have finished fifth yeah but then but yeah, you can't. And that's because it's fresh. We don't know all the international athletes who didn't show up to Tahoe. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just trying to give a counter argument for yours. It's no, yeah, it's a good argument. Fair. It's fair. Emma also would have bumped every single person on this list down at any world championship she went to, other than Lindsay and Nicole. Yeah. Maybe Zuzana. Right. Annie might be one good year away from uh, surpassing everyone but Faye. And two I mean, if years she gets on the, if, she, if she's on a world podium again, she has to be in front of Faye. So she might are, yeah. And then she has a chance at Ida. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. Too bad you never draft her. Don't believe her. <laughs> I I have. And I was I was the first don't forget, I was the first person to draft her. You guys were all like, this was way yeah, back. You, was like, you yeah. hopped right off the bandwagon. You're like, man, it's way too early. You guys, Torque. You don't even know what you're talking about. Um, French for non, non, never going to get drafted by by Rich. That's not what that means. I think it might be. All right, let's talk about Esther. What, what do we think about? Probably not. What do we think about Esther here? What is, in parentheses, good 2020? I'll let you guys leave because I've started talking in the past. and mean... Like what, what is that? I don't have the stats on that because all I see really is what she's done at like the world champs recently. What does good 2020 and 2019 mean? I think that she like regional podium. Like she has Jack, doesn't she have the most podiums ever now or something like that? She does now. Uh, She just won trifecta world championship. Esther has finished on the podium in 51 of her last 52 races. That's crazy. The only good. time and and fifty of those were second or first place, and I'm talking regional series trifecta world championship. When Nicole went over there, she won this year. She beat Nicole during one of the races um, when she went over there. Let me just filter out non world championship or uh, non local races. So she has done in her career dating back to 2017, uh, 32 races that are are national series trifecta world championship regional or world championship she has missed the podium four times so she's 28 out of 32 making the podium to me she is miriam she's miriam but can obstacle so resume sounds better than miriam's i think it is i i personally have esther in the top probably right around claude to to Rhea, right in there. That's my personal opinion. Maybe. Has Seven, Esther eight, done nine, any OCRWCs or any she, other? Uh, no, but we only have Spartan body of work for her. Esther was the only female finisher at that year that John Albin DNF'd the 3K course. At the so European she has a world championship? But the fact that she did something that John Albin couldn't. That's impressive. We all do that every day. Just OCR. We just regularly do OCR. Yeah. Yeah. Drive on the left side of the road. Yeah. Right side of the road, whichever. 
Hey, he's in Norway, so maybe it's different. You think John Albin can dunk? Dude, no chance. Can you list off Esther's world championship finishes? Yeah, so she Spartan. has a couple DNFs from Tahoe. Um, that doesn't let, look good. Let, I'll, I'll work my up. way up, up to there. So Esther, European championships, 2017, 18, 21, and 22. She's got third, second, third, first. The people mm. she was losing to were Zuzana. <laughs> like, that's that's who she was losing to. And her first year racing was 2017. So uh, third place in her debut year. If we're looking at world championship, she got 13th and 27 at Tahoe. DNF the next two years. Um, or DNF'd in 2019. Maybe it wasn't two years. But I know for a fact she did in 2019. It was cold uh, that year, Bracken. That year. Yep. No, it wasn't. I was there. <laughs> I didn't struggle with it. I think her resume is pretty dang impressive. You know what, though? If it wasn't for her taking second place at the recent world championships, I don't even think we could have this discussion because her world champ resume sucks until now. And she's not from the USA. Right. Damn it. Well, I mean, really, her other body of work is great, but we got to always go to the big races in which she showed up to, what, five of them and two are DNFs. But because she took second place in Abu Dhabi, puts her in the fray because of her other body of work. She's four regional championship. That's four what I'm saying. If it, was, if it was Becca Hammond we were talking about, she has what she ran West Virginia mm-hmm. twice. And we want to put her like, we're debating if she should be in the top 10 and yet Esther has four yeah. regional. But Esther, Esther for Greece trifecta weekend, she has four career wins and two second places beating Nicole in the process, sweeping this past year. Like we just haven't got a seer. All right. I think we can put her one spot above Miriam safely. I agree. I don't think, I think that's her place. Also, now that we're thinking about it, Behind Faye, I have a hard time. She's ahead. No, of I, have I, a think hard, fr- I think in front of Faye. I have a hard time saying Miriam's a better obstacle. Racer she's ahead than of Faye. How so Bracken? Cause she's not good at obstacles. <laughs> I understand that could be a flimsy argument, but just looking every time I look at this list, I don't like something. That's fair. But to start with Esther above Miriam, does she go above Faye? I think that's the vote. I think the regional podiums and a world second place is we we have seven trifecta blind resume. Give it to us, Jack. Yeah. All right, Bracken, real quick on that that point, because I think uh, Alyssa and Miriam have faced each other seven times. This isn't a small, I mean, it's a small sample size realistically, but that's a good amount of racing in your career for people in Europe versus the US. Five and two, Alyssa, head to head. I think we got to put her head. And a lot of those are world championships. You, you want to move Alyssa in front of Miriam now? We're back there? I thought we moved on. I think so. At this point. I didn't. She can sit. I never move on. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're we're not on Esther anymore. We're back to Alyssa and Miriam. Yes, that we're just sh- shuffling those two and then going back to Esther. Only because right. Bracken raised that point, I was like, huh, let me look into that. But five and two head to head, and they're most of them are at World Championships. He has a good point. That's fine. Not good right, at obstacles. Esther, you get negative points. Can we put her full name on there? Or are you just reticent to spell it out? The disrespect. The latter. No, it's more I like it. Jeez. You can just uh, have yeah. one name. That's way more more respect than misspelling her last name on She's like here. Pele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jesus. Gandhi. <laughs> Bracken. People that can yeah. go by one name. Mononym Seal. 
Sinead. Uh, so Esther here could be another one, just but Bracken, you did such a nice job hitting us with that last name before. Hit us with that last name again. No, no. Undefeated, untied. I pass right. it. Are we saying that's above Arthur Bagiova? That's really good. Above Faye? Or below, you guys want below Faye, the corral. We're split. Because, because of where she lives. Right, Jack? No, she's above Faye. It's it just comes down to is, is it above Ida? But I I think that Ida's had success in multiple disciplines. And the she's OCR also world champs. The US. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Ida is ahead uh, of Esther, but I put Esther ahead of Faye. So I would put I, Esther to be the new number nine. I do want to know Ida and Esther head to head. I'd have he to look that up. Um, because I think of- Esther works Ida every time they race. But I've watched. Yeah. Listen. Cold conditions are a part of OCR, and if you can't finish a race in them, doesn't that count just like sucking at obstacles? The only reason I agree with this and can get behind it is because Faye DNF'd her last time at Tahoe as well due to the cold conditions. If Faye didn't have that one DNF on there, I might start headbutting a few of you guys. But because Faye has the DNF and Esther only then has one more, Rich is pumped. Then then I think we can put her there. Yeah, I, I I think it's a sure thing. If you put Esther and Faye this year at their absolute best, who wins? Esther. This year, Esther just won the European Regional Championship. Second place was Ida. Second place earlier this year. She ended up Faye. Faye and Esther at their absolute prime. Esther. 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 Yeah, probably Esther. Okay. Jack was getting to the stats you requested, Bracken. I know. You cut him off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just can't fully get behind anything he does. (laughs) So what do you got for us, Jack? I was just saying this year we've had two head-to-heads, Esther versus Ida, and Ida finished second both races. Um, European Championship was one of them. Another one was a beast in Slovakia. Um, So... Just saying, I think Esther currently is the better athlete, and she has a heck of a resume. It's hard; it, like they're they're very equivalent. I give Ida the benefit of the doubt solely because she's done it at OCR Worlds for a number of years, has that versatility there. Um, on her best, I think Esther's battle bunker better, champion, kind of like Kirk alluded to. You got to deal with the cold temperatures. Yeah, got to deal with the cold temperatures and. Esther has not proven that she can do that. So I put her a notch behind just in that point. Yeah. And she gets mm-hmm. to join that Annie list of another year might bump her right up. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. expect her to make another jump. Like if she's on a world podium again, yeah. like we're, we're, she's going to get in some and wins another European championship. She's going to be really making her way up this list. But right now, ninth. Who's going to beat Next her in Europe? Well, yeah. that's the question. If Annie lived in Europe, would she have just won Euros? I know we're off in the weeds Alyssa here, went but... to European Championship one year, and, and she ended up getting fourth. Was that Ireland, though? No, that was Morzine. Oh, it was Morzine. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I think we should do with these last two names on the list that we need to get to, which are going to be – we could spend an hour talking about them. It's going to be a problem here. They don't qualify yet. They don't. You need 
Emma Clark and Chris Rogowski have two years. They both have two years. Yeah. I think we just do a three count. And on the count of three, we all shout out the position we think each should be in. And then we just take the average of them all. And we just stick them right there and don't even think further than that. Well, I'm Chris, a terrible I, idea. I'm kidding. But I think all right, Nate. Well, what Chris Roglowski did this year, I think, had like she really elevated her profile in this last year with essentially two world championships. I think you all look at the top fifteen right now. I count to three, and you all shout out the position you think she should be in, and then we Chris? go from there. Yeah, I don't think we let anybody else influence what our initial reaction is as to Chris? where to plug her in, and then all we right. go from there. Are you guys cool with that? Do you have a, Do you have a number picked out? All right. I do. I with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. I need to be swayed. I got, I mean, it's hard with, with, with her in particular, because she's all over the place. Go ahead. Do do the countdown. We'll we'll list the number. Well, I want to make sure everybody has one. Okay. I just want to say one thing out loud. Can you get Nancy? (laughs) I'm kidding. Go ahead. What are, how are we ranking world championships versus regional and national series podiums how are we ranking that uh the worlds are above them like i guess cloud shows that right the high rocks world championship is probably the lowest of like that's probably below a regional championship and like a trifecta world championship just because it's such a different space but the world's toughest you know that's that's a big part of reyes uh and amelia's um resume so that has to be Right. Uh, yes, I believe we're talking about Chris. Um, that's a big part of their. No, resume, I know. So she, I think... won- she got a hundred miles at World's Toughest Mudder. That's a pretty big deal. Are you that's guys what, ready? That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he, have a number. Was Chris is the example. Yeah, and you're that's like, why oh, I want to do it. I thought you were just saying World's Toughest Mudder mattered for the others, not Chris. Sorry. No, it does. I was. I was just. Yes. Don't forget so about Chris to say with her. That's why I think it's fun because somebody could say one and somebody could say. Give us the countdown. Okay. All right. Ready? We'll go three, two, one. Shout it out. Okay. All right. Three. Oh, we, let's hold our hand. So <laughs> <can>. No. Bracken, <laughs> man Bracken. up. He doesn't right. want to say it. Three, two, one. Ten. Five. Five. I said ten. I said ten. I said five. Jack, where are you? Jack, what'd you say? I think she is ahead of Rebecca, behind Annie. Oh, way down. Fifteen. I'm way up. See, we're all over the board. Okay, so she has two world titles wow. and the best performance and OCR ever world's at world's podiums. toughest. OCR world's podiums. So she's ahead of Annie. Uh, I, 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 she has to be just based off if if our most important yeah, are, are we is are worlds, we including world title? That means she has to be at least above Esther. She has to uh, no, 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 no. Like I don't the, go with the, that. The performance, no. the performances at the different things matter. It's not just like a world championship jumps you all the way up. Well, it does because Claude is in seventh and she has the least amount of national series podiums out of anyone on this list. She has two Spartan world championships though. Yeah. We have the best world's toughest performance of all time. We have a high rocks world championship. We have OCR world's podium. So that's better than Annie. It's better than Rose. It's better than Miriam. It's better than Alyssa. It's better than Faye Esther's regionals. And world performance probably cancels it out, which is why I put her at body of work. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like body of work, she's done a lot in a short amount of time, but she doesn't have multiple world championship races to to show. Like she could be one year, maybe two away from fourth place. I just think the fashion in which she 
her range. I don't care how much you want to credit some things and not credit other things. And whether it's Spartan or High Rocks, her range alone, looking at this list is, I mean, I know you don't want to be a jack of all trades because what good does that do? But it's better than anybody else on this list. Not only did she win WTM, she won WTM in 2022, would have, on Amelia Boone's best day, would have run circles around her, sets the women's record to be the only one to go 100 miles on a course that really wasn't that fast compared to mm-hmm. other years. It's the fashion in which she's done it. Mm-hmm. It's the discrepancy in between her short and her long racing and then her consistency. Yes, you can't take into factor all her dumb 100 milers all over in between U.S. series races, but then still goes in podiums in a lot of these things. I'm not saying she should necessarily be fifth. I can be argued down, but like she's – if she's not by the end of next season, then she's she. I'd be disappointed. That's would, all fair. If she never raced again, could we keep her at fifth? You're right. The answer would be no. I get what right. you're getting at. Right. Yep. I think that I I can't put her ahead of of Esther because I don't think she's beaten Esther. And she had four opportunities this year, and she's zero and four against her, as far as I know. Jack can check, fact check that. She got so I'm. She got third, second, and seventh at the Trifecta World Championship, all behind Esther. And Esther won all of those. Yeah. And then, and then eighth at Abu Dhabi, you know, with world toughest mutter baggage on on her body. If Help she repeats me. this year, I think it's a no brainer. Help me understand the Amelia Boone in fourth place. Then um, is it because she was a pioneer? I know she won the World Champs. Uh, Spartan world champs. I know she won WTM twice. like twice. And one of those performances was pretty impressive. I believe with how close it's she was to the second the overall, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's her body. Did was she racing and podiuming a ton in Spartan series then, or was she not like, I guess I don't, I don't know her, her depth of performances other than her big highlight. So Bracken said, yes. So she was just podium master for years back then. Cause I don't remember that. Sorry, we had sirens going on. I, I would say there were at least three. There were at least two, if not three, years of podium master, on okay. top of uh, three, maybe four world championships. And did she hit ninety-five miles or nine? What, what was her best? Ninety. Ninety. Rare and cold. You have ninety. So, I agree that she is. I mean, after after Claude. Amelia is the next ripe one unless Nicole never comes back, but she has so many world titles Mm -hmm. and she was smashing people, smashing them. She was the first person that knew how to run and descend mountains. So I think we had a 10, two tens, a five and a 15. So that sounds like 10. (laughs) Perfect. See, it worked. Kirk's a genius, Uh, bro. Kirk, I I tried to be the stick in your spokes, (laughs) and it didn't work. (laughs) And then we have to do the same thing with Emma, of course. Super super smart. Hold on. How how was Chris has done it for one year, realistically, on on the U.S. National Series and the (laughs) Spartan scene? Um, We're taking away body of work. As impressive as it is, it's all been in, in one year. Does she have the totality of a resume? No disrespect to her. Like she's hundred percent. Disrespect. I, if if she if she repeats this year, I've got no problem putting her somewhere in the top ten. I just don't think she's had a better career than Alyssa no. or Faye or like who you're putting her ahead. I of. think there's that star factor, right? Like there is nobody 
very few on that list who've captured the attention of the body of OCR like she has this year. Blind I don't resume. Know I, Blind right. resume, you would list but off world, world championship, champs. world championship, world third place. None of those people have done that. I just her her stardom, I feel like is her just highs are higher. Pro- it's just high, yes. You're right that it's been one year. But there was some stuff happening last year. Yeah, OCR Worlds in the North American version of it, like she obviously did really well there as well. Like I'm not I, I have no problem putting her in there. I, I still think that Annie let's see, I, I wonder what her head to head is. Go ahead and keep talking on her point. I just don't this is the problem with Chris, early is we're taking in. I think the problem is like you're Recency taking bias. Spartan into the least amount of consideration when we put her in 10th. And that's hard for some people to swallow because we mm. want this to be Spartan heavy as far as how it's weighted. It and is we go, well, what, yeah, right. But what's really propelling her up is not Spartan, which I think is just like a harder thing for us to like Chris versus Faye head to head. Who would win? Faye at her best, right? Probably on the distance. But point yeah. being is like, I think that's not, what's not clouding sure this is she's one of the few athletes on there who we're basing on more non-Spartan. What if we take high rocks Spartan. out? Okay. What happens? She does OCR world's podium and a world's toughest mutter win record. If we, the, the biggest negative in her column, Jack's right. Is that if it was a blind comparison, you'd be like, Higher, high, higher, high, higher, high. One year. You'd be like, oh, one year. You can't qualify yet. I think 10's perfect. I think it makes sense too. (laughs) Yeah, look at the other three times this year in in Spartan. Just look real quick. So, Big Bear, Chris got the better of Annie um, this year. And then Kelowna, Annie third, Chris fourth, four minutes behind. Um, Abu Dhabi, 13 minute gap between Annie in fourth and Chris in eighth. What did Annie do at WTM again? She didn't race it. But oh, that's yeah. And what did she do at High Rocks again? I, I'm aware. I'm just saying that I don't think that you can give one year when she's not, if this was Emma, like top end, having a couple of wins at on the Spartan scene, in addition to all she, she's done, I, I think you can put it there. I just don't know. 10 just seems too high to me. But if you, if you guys cumulatively want to put it there, I'm. I'd be fine doing that after like Kirk half wanted, season next year. I just Kirk don't wanted to put her above Zuzana. Like, I've seen enough. True. I no. did not ex- fully expecting to uh, to make this thing meet in the middle. So well, and and even if we're all wrong, we had a very specific rating system, which was say it all at one time, and we're going to take <laughs> the average. And this was yeah. the average, Jack. <laughs> all right, I'm actually okay with dropping. Jack her agreed to bit. this, but the problem is, who do you drop her behind? Once you stop dropping her, once you start, you have to keep going. I guess that's because everyone has body of work over her. She's either tenth, eleven through fourteen, yeah. or tenth or fifteenth. Yeah. However, we started this by saying you cannot be in our tier one if you haven't won a Spartan World Championship or a, two major World Championships. Well, if you take a look at only World Championship performance, she's better than every single person behind her. Mm-hmm. They've had more years to do less at Worlds than she did. That's the downside of using the years argument. So I think it's perfect right now because next year either validates Jack or it validates Kirk. And Annie gets to move up next year, in theory, right along with her. Okay. 
I can tell Jack hates this. I can see it on his face. It's bothering so, him. No, I, not my, I think not my Chris, list. Ne- next year, Chris will... No, there are a few who aren't in the order that I want. We're just doing this collaboratively. I, I could see Chris sneaking her way into the top 10 next year um, if she repeats some of these performances. I just don't think she has a... Like, it's disrespectful to Faye and Alyssa and Miriam have been doing it since 2013, 2014. They never won a world title. They have no world championships. Amazing... I know they had more tries at it and they never even did. We gave you Karen Carlson. Yeah. And I'm fine moving her down. I'm fine moving her down. Who is not the fifth best OCR athlete of all time by any metric other than number of wins. She's probably tied with Miriam for most impressive European athlete to never do it on the big stage. So anyways, if you get Karen, we get this one. Call it a split and we'll move forward. And next year will be the proof in the pudding. Yep. And where was she this year? It's where fine. was Karen? Pregnant. Oh, how, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no comment. Can we please do the same thing for Emma now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. This is messy, huh? Okay. I thought this was going to be nice and clean. It's not. Do, do, Kirk. do you all have your numbers? I got yep. it. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one. Five, 10, 17, 14. I'm just playing the low odds here. What was it? 10, 10, 17, 5. Uh, I was five. like, so both of them are 5. 17, <laughs> Unbelievable. 10, I said 15. I'm setting I said, I said 17. I don't think she's above anybody here. She only has one world championship performance and it was fourth. Um, I don't, I don't see how she's above anybody. Just based on, uh, only what we do is based on potential. Right. Like, who cares? That if you've mean watched her race, you understand she's top five OCR athletes of all time. Yeah. <laughs> if you look right. at her performances, you understand blind, she res- blind resume of all time. Blind resume, she's 17. She's in the same boat as no, uh, no, 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 no. It's but, Annie and Chris as far as moving. Okay. Like, how, about, how about this? If we're going on ca- career resume, first fifth in Asheville, that was a throwaway race. She gets first to Tahoe, or Tahoe hey. Abu Dhabi, fourth place. <laughs> Philadelphia, dude. Yeah, and then she's got three seconds and uh, or four seconds this year and a first uh, in Utah, and she got second in Kelowna and Big Bear, uh, San Luis Obispo were the other two. That's just as many podiums as like Rose and how many and a couple of the other women ahead of her. Okay, what's her head to head versus Annie? Well, if we can't put, if she can't be in front of, she can't be in front of Rose, if, and she can't be she, behind Annie. Can I she? don't think she can't. Why wouldn't Why she? Why can't she? She's Annie. been doing it for two years versus one for Chris. Hmm. Chris has been two years. And Annie's beaten has two world championship finishes higher than she has than, the world championship. And uh Emma, I assume, has the head to head. Probably. Uh again, yeah, definitely. For who? I think Annie's beat her twice. Emma versus who? Annie. Annie. Yeah. Ashville I think one of them is 15, the other one is one place above or below. Yeah, if we're waiting world championships, there's there's no way to put Emma. Yeah, anyone anyone in Asheville <laughs> lost in Tahoe last year, won in Abu Dhabi, uh, lost in Big Bear, so they're two and two. Kelowna, she lost. Blue Mountain, she lost. So she's two wins, four losses, head to head against Annie. She's got to be plus world championships. Plus, Annie yeah, world championships that includes Abu Dhabi, where she got fourth. Yeah. Yeah, you can't include the word potential because if you did, she would be 
Blind resume in the top. No, exactly. Blind resume. She's she's seventeen. Yeah. I say split yeah. Annie and Becca. Put Emma there. We know she's better in talent, but in terms of resume, she's. I'm happy with that. She's okay. sixteen. It's incredibly Painful. disrespectful of a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that number's disrespectful. Next year, I could see her moving to seven or you know something like that if she has a. a great imagine. Year. Imagine how happy Emma Cook Clark would be to know that she's yeah. on this list. She'd be just thrilled about it. She'd be she so would be. gracious. If we line up everyone on this list in their prime and you pick any course you want, does is there any world she takes worse than fifth? No. Probably. <laughs> and that's all we top, need to know. That's your takeaway, Emma. Take yeah. that away. Nothing else. Top three, Lindsay, Zuzan, and Nicole are the only three who I think could consistently beat her if Emma has a good day. I think that's fair. On any day, any day, I would say. Yeah. How are we going to do the dudes now? Should we oh, try? Time. Yeah, with less time. We just have to shout out each time. Yeah, yeah. Craig, that's a good system. It's not, though. Oh, I'm dropping this year. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, let's hit a, Let's try to get a couple that are Tyler up. recently seen. Tyler's Richard up. Richard Heineck up. Uh, well, Sergey. I think needs oh, yeah. to be moved up Sergey quite a bit. Big time. Um, we had these on tiers, but we're going to take those out. Um, I would put Sergey into eighth. Yep. Behind Anyone still? have anything different? No, he he bumps ahead of Woods. Behind VJ, I said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Kempson has one OCRWC world champ. Yeah, and it was and the second, the, the and low a, and a second where Sergey has a second and now a first Spartan World, so he has oh, to go in front of Kempson. He's you're right. Yeah, Kempson. well, I'm just making sure. Oh, he has ahead to go, of yeah, yeah, he has to go in front of Woods. He didn't two yeah. just based on World Champ. He's behind VJ right? ahead of Woods. Here's the interesting yeah. thing: I think both Kempson and Woods, if they raced a hundred times against Sergey, would have a winning record against them. Probably like sixty to seventy versus thirty or forty. But at the world championships on the terrain he is made for, he gets his world title and you don't get an asterisk for a terrain at worlds. So he has to be ahead of them, even though I think they're better at OCR. Sergey wasn't allowed to compete at Tahoe. Yeah. That's the only reason we didn't see him. He couldn't get a visa to travel to the US. You can't beat people when you can't show up. He wanted to. Just he won the Looking European at how he's fared. Those years. But how he's fared against Ziska and uh Soleil and Heineck guys. He's He's beat them, them, but they beat him just as much. Anyways, I'm just saying that he's he's very beatable. He doesn't have dominance on his side, but he has pretty high level accomplishments on his resume. I think if you ran him in the U S national series at his prime in woods and Kempson's prime, they beat him well more often than not. He has had the biggest advantage anyone's ever had outside of maybe Killian's first year in Tahoe at where the world championship's been held. But he still deserves to be recognized for his world championship performance. Yeah. So eighth. Yeah, he has a first and a second. Yeah. What are we doing with don't, Hunter here? Don't forget that Peter Ziska, or not Peter Ziska, uh, Ser- hold on real quick. Ser- Sergey beat Ryan Woods in the trifecta world championship in 2019 when Woods was on fire that year. Mm. Wood smashed them two days in so a row a and then cramped. Point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. Sergey does like have it. multiple Sergey has multiple uh podiums at OCR Worlds as well. I think Sergey spelled that it. That Woods has showed up to. UK and in Canada. He's done it in true. two continents. 
No one ever accused Woods of being an OCR world champion no. guy. Again, I said put him ahead of him. Yeah. I just think get, they're better than he is. Is it time to move Hunter down? Like, yeah. how can yeah. Hunter be in front of Sergey? Yeah. Be, exactly. We weighed his high rocks into it a lot. His his stadium, his high rocks. His star power. Do the same thing. The Chris star Kyle power. Has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say he's down. Can, with And VJ with uh, another world championship. Yeah. Um, I think if VJ. Yeah, he stays there. One in Abu Dhabi, like many people were expecting. I could have, I would have been close to putting him ahead of Cody Mode at this point. Brack, mm. what do you think about that? I mean, I think what he's done close. in the 75 minute and under distance is what Cody did for years at the two hour and over distance. Mm. And yeah. Cody is significantly no worse at obstacles. And had way more low. So, yeah, I would say that that Cody would be did fair. Cody did podium at OCR Worlds. Yeah. Cody did get a third he did at OCR Worlds one year in, in Ohio. In, the, in a different version of OCR Worlds than what we see now. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. He was better at obstacles than people he think. Hasn't and he's had worse the than he should have face. Yeah. It, VJ has the misfortune of never having had the opportunity to face Albin in the 3K, which he wants yeah. to. He's wanted to do for two straight years. Alvin just didn't do OCR this year. So that was, that was sad. Having raced all the people on here, Cody Moat is still faster in a sprint or a super than VJ Jones has ever been. VJ is more dominant at the distance, but Cody could beat VJ on VJ's best day if Cody had his best day. So he needs another world title before he can move past him. Yeah, I mean, C- Cody definitely belongs ahead of him at this point in his career. I'm just pointing it's out. Gonna be hard, it's if, it's, it's going to be hard to break into that top five DJ's, for guys. Yeah. yeah. I think Veerman. Should we talk Veerman? Veerman's the other obvious one who needs to move. I put yeah. him up to 11. Probably it's open. And Heineken. <laughs> that, that makes the most sense. We got to yeah, talk about Hold Heineck. on re- real quick. I know we already moved on. We already moved on from the women. We didn't mention Elisa, Elisa Petrova. Oh, that, yeah. well, I know. Yes. We did. Fighting for um, the end. But I also... I have a hard time with Sergey this high, <laughs> but his world titles, his, his world, world title, title, man. Yeah. The OCR He's won an APAC, a Middle East and a European regional championship, which is just like Miriam. The European was the hardest one to do. Yeah. It was. Cause you know how good those European guys are. Like that's that on a mountain course. I think it was in Morzine. Yeah. That's, that's an accomplishment. I'd have him more as personally. Where do you got? Should we just shout out Veerman? Oh, are you going to shout out uh, Petrova? Are we going to do? We got to give Petrova her respect after the last two world champions. I thought ja- I thought Jack was going to be like, but back to Miriam. <laughs> I thought for sure <laughs> we were going to backtrack forty five minutes right there. No, no, no. no. Um, Alyssa, made, Alyssa, I did mean to write yeah. write her down. Now with two no second or a second and a third at Worlds. Um, second at trifecta. Uh, second two trifecta. Put her in like thirteenth. Two thirds, uh, yes. Twelve or thirteen, I'm happy with. Twelve or thirteen. Jack, you break this. You break this. You're called Jack. This is all you this time. Fourteen or ahead of Miriam or behind Miriam? It's Mi- Miriam's the hard hard choice. I'd put her behind Miriam. I think that Miriam has beat her head to head enough times. Next, with another year under her belt, I could see Elisa getting ahead of her. That's just my opinion. But if you want to put her ahead, I 
it's a toss up. I'm always happy with the let's see one more year argument. Yeah, that's just fair. Yeah. All right, now we're moving to Veerman. Uh, so Veerman has an OCR World Championship to his name. Now he has a, a two. He has a third oh. at a at a World's Toughest Mudder and a and a second at a, a Spartan World Championship Ultra. And, and, a, and a, a, a couple second of, at a national and a third at a national series. Couple national I'm series. Happy with the eleven. You think he has a better career he, than Kent at this point? Uh, or, he's got to be in front of Kempson, right? No, but I don't know if he is. Can really? you guys list something out? So, not to jump to another name, but Ryan Woodsy was the U.S. National Series champ one year, right? And he was not in the top three any other years. Is that correct? He won once, but he wasn't in the top no, three at the end had of the to. series. He was. Yeah, Killian Atkins were locks. I don't know. I thought maybe he bumped Kent out in the last race and took third one year or something as well. His only title, his other title would be one North American championship. Would he right? Does he Correct. have any other titles? And Kempson's an OCR world champ. Woods. And so is Veerman. Woods has a huge body of work, but I think his only title would be the series once. And then North American champs in West Virginia once. All right. Is that Woods. correct? If you want to start arguing that game, yeah. Woods has Woods has a sixth at Tahoe 2017, fourth 2018, sixth 2019, uh, and then he he couldn't make it over to Abu Dhabi even though he wanted to. Um, and then he has third at West Virginia 2018, first 2019, second. So he has one, two, three at regional championships in his career, mm. including Tahoe the last year. He's um, ahead of Kempson. Second and third sure. trifecta world championship. He's ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. But Kem- doesn't have a world championship, whereas Kempson does. Uh, well, that – Which is one big year is – It's the most dominant year we've seen in the series ever by anybody. Well, with, not with the most Beerman, dominant year. Yeah. The fashion in which he won in the series His couple year? of years, yeah. yeah. He had a couple – I say it's – I guess it's close, yeah. That one would, big year still matters. Yeah. yeah. D- would uh, It's just worth the conversation, I think. That's all. Yeah, but would would Veerman or Kempson? I know this is the what ifs, but would they have a world title if John Albin was allowed to, or you know could have traveled over there last year or this year? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's no good. He's the, never um, Veerman's yeah. dominance was as dominant as anything Woods did. Yeah, I'm and happy with him in eleven and the twenty four hour races. I'm happy in eleven too. I'm more like trying to dissect where Woodsy should be. When yeah. I, he just pops I don't think out we've right seen now. enough of Veerman yet. Veerman has to be a front of Kempson. Why? What is, I mean, WTM. WTM. Yeah. I think that, yeah, like, Did he win? championship this year was, no, he got second. What, is Kempson, <laughs> what else has Kempson done? Kempson, ought, like, for one year? Like for Savage, Savage. Savage. Are we not Savage we can, for we, that's, that's down by Hildervat. Okay. Um, I was well, just wondering. Kempson has won national series races. He has won one. Yes. One. Is not. How how many how many podiums does Kempson have in national series races? A I bunch. bet it's close. He no, I don't think a bunch. No, he way. had a lot of fourths. I bet he has three. three. I bet, but Kempson he had like a shitload of fourths. Rich Ryan oh, is correct. Yeah. Three. Yeah. He how many fourths does row. he have? He has he, he has three in twenty nineteen Alabama and Jacksonville, and then twenty twenty Jacksonville. He has not had on very specific national. style of courses. Tyler Veerman has He's had four. Like a, yeah, 
Wow. Kempson's had a stretch of like 12 months where he was really nasty. And then really well, like we haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Tyler Veerman has Utah, West Virginia, Utah, and Blue Mountain. Oh, so four to very three specific kind right of course. There, they both have <laughs> and, he has the ultra, and he has the ultra title, title and he camp. has the ultra titles and that and that OCR world championship that 15k this year was better than the 15 can't argue year. those stats does he have an ultra title no no two seconds uh, second and a third second place podiums yeah <sighs> yeah you can't you can't put him different behind brands with that list. second and third you can't put him behind no, how do you put I him right? I mean, you can't put him you can't put him behind Kempson. yeah you have to just put him yeah, ahead i think so okay yeah. This one's strangely painful for me. Yeah. Yeah. When well, Kempson came into the team like so June? strong. No, he didn't. Kempson was when he bad. came when he blew up, he blew up. And then it was like everybody had a chance, right? When we saw Kempson do it, I was like, Oh, if Kempson did it, I can do it. Richie mm. probably thought the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like everybody rooted for Kempson because he wasn't always the guy and he became it. And I feel like he tugged on our heartstrings the way he did it. And so we want to root for him. I think that, and but Veerman's done the same thing. If Veerman wanted to race more, I think we there'd be no conversation here because the national more. series is made for him. Yeah, he hasn't been doing it, but when he shows up, he's blasting people now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. I just want to put Sergey in twelfth track record at world <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> i'm gonna close this spot so you can't just put some because is sergey better at ocr than hunter world titles apparently it just again you can't asterisk the sand but without that one venue he doesn't have a world podium at spartan two, yeah, two, two different OCR distances. worlds podiums beating Isaiah in the process Sergey at one point no was the more only athlete on the criticism planet. on spelling. Sergey at one point was the only athlete on the planet to have a winning winning record head to head against Ryan Atkins. That's got to count for something. Was it one and zero? Oh? No, and that doesn't it, count. That OCR World. World Championships because Atkins kept finishing like seventh or eighth at OCR World three K, and Sergey was getting second or third those races. Head to head doesn't count. Head to head's bad, bad stat. <laughs> but world podiums, which mattered so much to Chris's resume, don't matter to Sergey, even though he has more of them. Yeah, but Chris never beat me in a race, and Sergey did three times. And Chris is from the USA, Jack. That's built in. Yeah. That's makes sense. To USA chant. Uh, I, I want to do that every. Don't want to get knocked out by Chris. That's why he's talking her up a little bit. I've Just, never been. Knocked did out. you listen to the yeah. episode with Chris Bracken tucked his tail between his legs? Like you back down. Tucked yet, his but... thumb like a man in the corner. Like a man is the key takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to facilitate a fight, and Bracken just kept quiet. You said no. Take, took the high road. Chris is like, I will rip your skull off of your head. All right, if that even makes sense. Yeah, and good Bracken luck. Just... My head's so smooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing buttered up. Do we do we have other dudes? Heineck? Yeah. Shoot. Heineck for sure. There, there goes your boy out of the top 15. Bracket doesn't like going <laughs> doing Heineck. <laughs> you just wait. You give me one more year. You just wait till next year. 3K format. This will be a whole different list. 3K <laughs> format. DECA. All right. Are we doing the spit out the Mother number for, for Richard? We're doing what? Are we just spitting out a number for Richard? I actually need, to, uh, I, need, I, need to, I need some credentials. Nice. European champ. He hasn't really done it at the world. 
He got 13. Uh, he won it this year. Yeah. 12. Uh, let's 13. See. I'll filter Keep out. spitting numbers. 13. 13. I like 13. Trifecta really? champ twice. Okay. Yeah. Kent's hybrid has to count Without something. It do, hybrid is not less important than the trifecta championship. Well, and Kent yeah. had a good enough run in the national series races at yeah. times where he and showed worlds. enough of right. And worlds where I think it, it keeps him there. It, it allows us to make his hybrid argument on top of something else. Yeah. But he only has, he doesn't have world championships. Right. In hybrid. Richard Heineck. Becca. Hello. Oh, that's R- right. Richard that's Heineck. His, his career. <laughs> Don't belittle your sport. Heineck came to Tahoe. <laughs> like, he got 16th. It's not great. Heineck he got 16th in 2018. He got, I know, he got 14th in 2019, the year that he won Trifecta World Championship for the first time. He got 28th in Abu Dhabi last year, and he didn't race this year. Mm. Yeah, 13. Happy with it. Let's put him, I put him behind Let's keep bracket. Let's keep Bracken <laughs> no. in the fifth, top 15. For the, for the. Come on. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> What's done is done. That, this erodes any credibility we have in the sport. You can't do it. I refuse. Uh, hold on. I'll, you want me to pull up Bracken's resume just to see where we would put him? Oh, blind God, resume. Yeah. Do, we want, do, we know do we want to do this? Blind res- yes, <laughs> we do. do. We do yeah. All right. That's we have a man, a, a random athlete who ha- who has finished third, eighth, 48th, and 28th at Spartan Race World Championship, including multiple DNFs as well, right? Well, if you're going to include in DNFs, you should include the third place at the Ultra World Championship. They affected Esther. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so those are the, <laughs> those are the finishes. over there in his pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regional Championship, we have seventh in the Middle East, which doesn't matter according to everybody, and then 12th at mm-hmm. West Virginia. Uh, and then... we. Stadium series, you've held your own there for sure. Um, held your own. That's not a stat. I know. I'll, I'll get it after. Um, Stadium series needs improvement. Your your first seven uh, NBC races, you had four second places and three fourth places. It's pretty good. Um, and then sixth and fourth. So basically, through before Breckenridge 2016, you had run nine NBC races and only once once took worse than fourth. That's pretty cali- high caliber right there. Uh, since the fields got deeper in like Seattle, Monterey, Jacksonville, Alabama, you were consistently in that eight, nine range. So, and then if, if we want to add injured this, slightly all the time, yep. Yep. What about if we want to add the stadium series, uh, you have uh, six of seven stadium series. You have a podium, including a win in 2018 city field where rich and I both were. Mm-hmm. What about the abominable snow? In, in heat two. Good question about the abominable snow. And that one with, that was on YouTube where he kicked your hiney, Jack. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was OCR Warrior. Yep. What Don't about the bat- Warrior-World Championship? Uh-huh. That's true. Fifth place. Fifth what, about place. The bas- what about the basketball record thing? One-time on world it? record holder, unofficial. A mile, mile dribbling basketball, basketball race, yep. yes. Yep. That, th- does that affect Logan's uh, boomerang? Does that affect There's no running baseball? involved. No running and boomerang. He just does backflips. Okay. But on, honestly, if if we look at this, where does Bracken rank? He's ahead of Isaiah. Head to head, he's got a better record realistically. Um, but where would we, unbiased, put him? No, I can't move up. He stays put. 
you have you have beaten Hobie twice at a Spartan race. Atkins once, Albin once, Killian a couple times. You've never beat Cody Moat, but pretty much every single person who's in the sport, you've beaten them at some point during Not your career. Good. That's got to hold some merit. Not so again. What like uh, you're right. a dozen yeah, others that Jack LA. pulled up? <clears throat> yeah, I know. I, yeah, I could I could do the whole list, but that we don't have all day. Um, but I I do think the fact that your head to head record like. You're four and six versus Angel, seven and eight versus Chad Trammell, 20 and 11 versus Isaiah, 10 and four versus Mark Botris, 15 and six against Ryan Kempson. I'm surprised at that. Seven and seven really against Woods. Can I, can I stay out of this? I can I make Botris. an argument real quick? Why is Isaiah Vidal even on the list? Head to head matters. Uh, Five top 10 finishes at, ta- or at World Championship. That's not good enough to get oh. him on this list anymore. I mean, who else? Who are you putting in? Nobody. Delete him. Delete him. Delete him. No, I'm being R- serious. Rylan? Where's Rylan? Uh, I mean, yeah, Rylan is Chris. I, why is Isaiah on the list? Duration. I'm not discrediting how good he is, but why is Isaiah on the list? For real. I'm being You can say the same thing about me. With your state, with right, your I'll top. Just... How many, did Isaiah really dominate the Spartan, like, national series podiums? Was he at one or two? You have, like, eight. You know what's interesting about uh, national Bracken series races? Has... I never took first or third. I've only taken second or fourth. Yeah. And during that that stretch <laughs> of weird. time up until yeah, so Isaiah has a bunch like four, four, two, four, six. Like that's how he started out. He was kind of just like Bracken was doing in the early early days. But so I think in some of those second places, he was fourth. Like the second places that you got Bracken, he was fourth during those races. Oh, um, switch a route. I think he's off the list. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In lieu of no one, why is there a problem with this? I don't see uh, the resumes of everybody else in there. I can understand why they're on the list, and for him, I can't. Battle Bunker champion, <clears throat> I support ninth place, third place at Surra Stadium. I have nothing against him, I don't know him personally, other than secondhand stories, but I don't see why he's on there. Look at the list on the female side, too. The resumes are astounding. His resume probably says he should be on his. Uh, if you just he's, only he's took him off for one reason, yeah. it would be his his just incorrigible cheating on course. That would be his one reason to get off of there. I have no skin in the game. I'm just I can't I can't justify it. I mean, he cheated at Spartan race, Isaiah's Savage race, uh, High Rocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been caught cheating at every major racing Spartan cruise, (laughs) every major series he's ever run. He's been caught cheating at. So that's the only asterisk on him. I think he, he is 15 and four head to head against Ryan Kempson and nine and three against Mark Botris five and four against Ryan Woods. So he, you know, that that's pretty solid head to head. Aren't we looking at high end titles or high end like podiums and big major things? And he's got like one, two. I guess uh, let, let's let's hear his high. Does Annie have a title? No, he was at North North. Yeah, America he, he has worlds. Cheated a bunch. He has six <laughs> six places his best finish at World Championship. <laughs> that hits me just right. No <laughs> 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 many asterisks. Yeah. Nice. Fine, don't take him off. I don't care. I'm not going to lose. He has a podium oh. at the 2015 <laughs> or 14. World Short Course Championship by Spartan, that add-on. He took third there. He did run for 24 hours in the pitch black in a box on a treadmill. 
Never with forget. no one watching. Yeah. Never <laughs> I mean, here I'll I'll name off some names. You tell me is Still Isaiah for or should hours. he be ahead? <laughs> on hell, just yes or no on hell. Uh, I don't know. I've Maybe he has more right. more is elite world, series podiums. More North America is a North American podium. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, who else? Like Ian Hosick. They're kind of the same. World. He has no. He has no uh, podiums for North American. I, yeah. Like um, Aaron and, uh, Newell, Chad Trammell, Glenn Race. They, they're all kind of in that same mold, and I feel like Isaiah. Neither take. And body of work, total podiums, the stadium stuff. Am I back to being the yeah. best of the rest? Hey, you're still up there. Can you put that on my tombstone? I think, I think you, you either are. take Isaiah Vidal off or you put in like five more guys that, that Jack just rattled them off and we go for another hour deciding who goes where. Rylan. Nah. Right. I think Ryan, I don't think any of those other guys that would be above him that he just mentioned. Maybe on hell. Tell you I'm not leaving top 15. Well, we didn't put Heineck in here. I'm not leaving top sixteen. What, that's a fact. Not in there. He's got him. We, we, he's there now. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, we, we got. Okay. We, we got diverted. So who can I realistically pass if I have a big year? Shoot, Buttress. <laughs> no one. All right, I'll stay retired. Define a big year. Buttress has a world title. Yeah, Bracken can not, have one. Three K format. Why not? In reality, Man. though, j- just being honest, knows what so will pop up. Ry- Ryland's best finish. Ryland's best finish at World Championship. Six. He got sixth in Abu Dhabi, which matches Isaiah's. Isaiah has three top, three ninth, and a tenth. Granted that uh, Ryland hasn't been around long enough. Ryland's finishes at National Series are two six five eight six six tenth at one of the trifecta World Championships, three and two. And then he won uh, Kelowna. A lot of those are like that five, six, eight, ten range that Isaiah has. OCR it's not Worlds. that different, and Isaiah's been doing it longer. Deca world record. OCR Worlds. I know. I'm, I'm just. Win. I'm just giving Isaiah some oh, yeah. credibility there because of his. I guess Rylan is still a bit of Emma, where we're projecting. Yeah. 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 So is he? 18? You know what he is. Just what was that? Are we putting Rylan on the list. I think we should. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Chad Trammell won a world's toughest. But how but then you'd have to start talking about team. Uh, I I think you wait one more year until the next discussion to see what he, he has. Does a, he has a regional championship. I mean, it's pretty good. And he it's would a, have been as much as the OCR World 15K. Got fourth in th- in the 3K. Then Chalkgate happened, but he's got that that team title. Yeah. Chalk How, doesn't even help you on obstacles. I know. I think it it does. only stops you from ripping. How many put national series podiums does he have? Three. Uh, Rylan has second in Utah, twenty twenty one, and that's it. His next best oh, finish in a national what? series race yeah. is fifth at Big Bear. Oh, but he does have that national. And then he got first in Kelowna, which isn't a national series race, but that but that it's holds better. some serious weight. I think he'll be up there no problem next year. I think you just wait to decide. Yeah. He's behind Bracken right now, though. No doubt. Yeah. How about Isaiah? Rich. Would that make you feel better? Yeah, let's talk about Let's pull up that list of all the people that I haven't beaten. Let me spell his last name here. Yeah. We do it. All right. You okay with that? That's our list. 
Got 18 each. Both are under, right? I have so. to know, Jack. What do I have to do to get top 15? What do I got to do in 2023? Why, why does Jack hold the You've key? got to... <laughs> I'll ask each one of you then. <laughs> individually. Bracken, I think that you need to get another National Series podium in a different era. But who does it pass? That's the question. Yeah, with Botrus's record at World's Toughest Mudder and multiple There's National two, Series podiums, two, that's you probably three. can't pass it. I, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think you. You've got it, the ability in one year to do it, unless you have like a Rylan esque year. You win that three K championship. <clears throat> in fact, it might be the that's most true. impressive to go from going to help you the bulk of your work from like 2014 and 15, and then to span that gap like nobody before Bracken, you could be number one. Spanning eras, be the only one to do it. Bridging uh, gaps. Well, go ahead and move me up then, Jack. All right. Already <laughs> right, put you in yellow. Right, put it in stone. He's going up. At All what right. point does does we didn't talk about number two? Does Atkins' second place help him out? Hurt him? It helps. I mean, it's a it's on his resume. It builds it more. That was his closest second place yet. He's got. Uh, Hobie only raced four Spartan Race World Championships. Atkins has six seconds and a win. Hobie has two. Hobie's better than uh, Ryan. Three. Ryan three. is the best OCR athlete ever. But Emma is better than a lot of people ahead of her as well. But that doesn't mean she should be number one. No, I don't think I don't think Atkins did anything this year that would justify moving him above Hobie. He didn't win it any world championships. Yeah. And didn't yeah. win the if Atkins yeah. wins again, I think that's what it's going to take. And then it's still going to be a discussion. He might have to win a world OCR world championship mm-hmm. and the Spartan World Championship. He has the better career already. hundred percent. He he's the greatest all around OCR athlete the sport has ever seen. At some point he's just going to have done too much and everyone's going to admit he's the best. And John's not going to race anymore. So he's not going to take over the throne. Hobie can't do anything more. Atkins will retire number one. Yeah. What point though? Hobie couldn't have done, couldn't have done Decca. He couldn't have done world's toughest. Yeah. He, it just, these things wouldn't have occurred. He would have won Abu Dhabi. And it wouldn't have been close, <laughs> but Atkins is better. It's just when you're in the top five, it takes so much to move up. It's like cutting a tenth off of your hundred meter dash time when you're already a ten flat guy. Yeah. It's so we'll see call. when he retires. That'll be the yep. the whole topic we can do. We got to get one to lunch. Been a different discussion. Yep. Yeah. Kirk's got to go to lunch. We've talked enough. Check out Reinforced Running Podcast. Check out the running public podcast and uh, check us out next week. we got the okras. So we got to make, we got to make sure we know our format going into okras live. Rich, I just want to talk oh. to you. You can shut off the recording now, but you do not bring the same aura this week that you did last. Like you've, you've lost your world championship luster. <laughs> you are a reduced version of yourself this week. And it's really hard for me to watch. It is fleeting. We got to get the world champ on your belt. Why, why aren't we talking about Rich Ryan all of a sudden? Let's just slap That's some a good points there. Till ne- next time, we'll ten, do that. Multiple one more places. year. We need one more year. Multiple tenth places. OCR star season two champion. Okay, don't think I forgot. Yep. Didn't you win? You're the, right, Bracken. I got to remind 10K myself. Ten K as well. 
No, I got fucking second. Yeah. Oh, did God that beat you? God that beat me. But I got yeah. third in that beer mile, so that's the best collectively. Jack beat me in that one. He's second. He had, 618 he's wearing, at altitude. He's wearing, he's wearing gloves. Glove uh, glove aided. No chalk. Drinking Michelob Ultras. No, I have bottles. Platinum. Oh, I respect mm. that. <laughs> bottles are the move, though. Yeah. I was drinking cans, and that is a disadvantage, but heavy. Hey, but, with those, that, ahead, but with that USA flag on there, because damn it, that's what matters. That's All right, boys. Talk to you next See week. See you.